This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. With Joey Medina, Johnny Sanchez, many others performing comedy. This is the 20th anniversary of the original Latin Kings of Comedy show, which was filmed in El Paso. So a little bit of city history for you there. 20 years ago, in 2002, the Latin Kings got together and did a show along with Cheech Marin was part of it. Paul Rodriguez was in there. George Lopez. Joey Medina was part of the original crew. And uh, they've got a big show for the 20th anniversary coming up this Saturday. More Blue October tickets headed your way, so got that uh, announcement. By the way, the tickets are on sale already for Blue October. So yes, we have found out. They're already they, on sale. They are sale. already on sale, so I got a little ahead of myself by saying they were winning before you could buy them tickets. They're winning while you can buy them tickets. Anyway, <laughs> so we've got some more Blue October coming in October. October 25th is when they're going to be here, and they're going to be performing at the Plaza Theater when they Come through town in Blue October in October. Let me tell you about some barbecue that is delicious. So delicious, in fact, that it's garnered nationwide headlines. It's Desert Oak Barbecue. And Joanna Barba from The Morning Show is going to be there for their grand opening event. The grand opening of Desert Oak Barbecue the Cowtown Boots location. So that's at 11451 Gateway West Boulevard. Joanna's going to be there. Did we figure out what time? Five to seven? Five to seven. Five to seven <laughs> on Saturday. Desert Oak Barbecue is featured on diners, drive-ins, and dives. And also in Texas Monthly's Top 50 Barbecue Joints in Texas. They're going to have an outdoor tent. A lot of vendors. Delicious barbecue. You really got to give them a try. If you love barbecue... Desert Oak Barbecue does as good a job as any and better than almost anybody. Live music featuring El Paso's Ilia Esparza. So that is Saturday with Joanna from the morning show, Desert Oak Barbecue, and their 11451 Gateway West location by Cowtown Boots. Let's get a look at El Paso weather and uh, find out how the next couple of days are shaping up. Weather today is brought to you by Wet n Wild Water World. Season passes are on sale now at Area Circle K locations, only $59.99 plus tax. You can get your season passes for wet and wild water world. Mostly sunny today. We are seeing that rain move out of the forecast. Uh, any rain that might be in the forecast is, is going to be, what was the term we learned earlier this week, Joanna? Spitting. Spitting. Yeah, it's just going to be. You know, like maybe some scattered drops uh. here and there, but not really much coverage. So mostly sunny today. Uh, mid-90s. It looks like we've got mid-90s for high temperatures for the next week. 94 for the high on Thursday. Today, tomorrow, mostly sunny. 96 on Saturday. We're seeing a chance of that rain moving back into the forecast. We're going to put it about a 35% chance of rain on Saturday. Uh, otherwise, partly cloudy in 94 going to stay in the mid-90s, it looks like, as a lot of the country is experiencing record uh, heat and humidity. Oof. Things are kind of leveling off a little bit in El Paso. It's not as hot as it was been for the 
for the past month and a half. Mm -hmm. El Paso weather brought to you by Wet and Wild Waterworld. Looking for the perfect place to entertain the family this summer? Wet and Wild is the best place for any celebration. Relax under all that shade they have. Bring your own food to throw on a barbecue. They got grills out there for you. And enjoy all the great water rides with the entire family. This season at Wet and Wild Waterworld in Anthony. I am looking for the best place to take the family. I now have a family, so is it dog friendly? <laughs> I don't know. I, I probably not. I don't. I don't think. So. I, I don't believe oh, you're supposed man. to take your dog to a water park. <laughs> Better luck next time. <laughs> Uh, Joanna Entertainment so. News, you want to preview what we have coming up on the entertainment side of things? Sure. Paul Reiser's son had to explain to him that the boys is this disgusting on purpose before he joined the show. What? Why did they choose to do this? What? what is this a choice? Right. And the son's probably like, it's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's on purpose. It's on purpose. Paul Reiser just showed up as a character on last week's episode of The Boys. God, I can't wait to see this. Are you making any progress on season two? Yes. This is season three that we're in, but Joanna did not watch season I've two, so she's trying to catch up. three episodes already. Okay. Uh, so chipping away. Yep. Maybe you'll catch up by, I don't know, middle of summer? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. How about Umbrella Academy? Is that something you're still on board with? Uh, I never saw that. You never got into Don't Umbrella tell Lisa, Academy. Because she's the one that was like, you got to watch it. All right. She was, Lisa was definitely very high on Umbrella Academy. Um, That's how the third season's already out, right? The, the, the little. It just came out. Yes, yeah, it just yeah. started uh, this week. The kid who can teleport, uh, mm -hmm. he grows up finally. Because oh. you know how in the series. Like he's, like, he's a middle aged man stuck yeah. in a little kid's body or yeah. whatever. Oh, he finally gets to grow up. He finally gets to grow up, like Peter Pan. Uh, all right, you watching Umbrella Academy? I am. Well, I'm rewatching Umbrella Academy because it's been so long since the first. Okay. The first season, but when does that uh, rest of season four for Stranger Things get started, Joanna? July first. Okay. All right. So that was more of just like a, a short little hiatus than mm -hmm. anything else. And can I just say? the summer of Paul Reiser, and I am here for it. Why is Paul Reiser also in Stranger Things? He is. Does Paul he get a, Reiser's hot. Does he get a rise out of you? He does. Paul Reiser uh, is a stand-up comic, mm -hmm. and he was in, oh, what was that, Mad About You. Mad About You. It's sad that you even have to explain who Paul Reiser is, but yeah, it's been that long. Yeah, well, here's something. Did you know that Paul Reiser was on a show in the 80s called My Two Dads? Yes, I did know that. Why? Do they show that on Nick at Night? No, my sister told me about that. Oh, okay. Uh, that doesn't seem like one that they had enough episodes no. to really run at Nick at Night. But uh, So, yeah, Paul Reiser is showing up on a lot of our really hot shows right now, Stranger Things and uh, The Boys. Uh, Nico, news headlines. What do we have uh, coming up in the news today? More of the January 6th panel and its findings. Uh, I don't know if you've heard that Donald Trump is fuming at Kevin McCarthy for not placing re other Republicans on the, the, the committee uh, so that he has somebody to defend him. And right now, as of now, he is not supporting McCarthy for the speaker if they win. I think McCarthy probably thinks that he was doing... Trump's bidding by not having 
not cooperating, not putting any uh, Republicans mm-hmm. on the January. Although there are Republicans on the January 6th commission. Right, but they will say that. Oh, they're rhinos or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or they're not. Uh, so, do, you know, I guess you just have to try and brown nose as best as you can if you're in the former president's orbit. You try and brown nose as much as possible, but then on a whim, he, he can change, and all of a sudden you're the, you know, you're the bad guy, right? And uh, it, it it seems like McCarthy was trying to protect him. Kevin McCarthy was trying to protect him. Um, also, he supposedly Kevin McCarthy has been telling people like Steve Bannon, the former advisor to uh, President Trump, uh, that. He should discourage Donald Trump from being Speaker of the House. I don't know if you had heard that there was a push. To he make, should discourage that Donald Steve, Trump from being Speaker of the Kevin House? Kevin McCarthy was asking Steve Bannon to discourage Donald Trump from being Speaker of the House. I don't know if you knew this or not, but there was a big push. Wait, Donald Trump can't be Speaker of the House. He's, he not, a, he's not a senator. You don't have to be. Uh, not, a, not a congressman. You don't have to be. The Speaker of the House can be anybody. Uh, literally anybody. <clears throat> How do they choose? Uh, by vote. Okay, so they they the, the the actual members of the House have a vote, and they could pick out. We want Dwayne the Rock Johnson sure. to be the Speaker of the House. Sure, we want Vladimir Putin to be the Speaker of the House. Sure, if you wanted that, we want Mickey Mouse to. Does it have to be a real person? Uh, yes, they have to be. Able okay, to, so to it be can't be a fictional per- yeah. person. No, we does want, this blow your mind? You didn't know this? No, nah, I didn't know this. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. In fact, I thought you were misspeaking. I am not <laughs> <laughs> when you were saying that Donald Trump like could be the speaker wrong. of the house. They they there's no uh rules for how the speaker must be part of Congress. Just imagine it, like he's gaveling in order order and then it's just him ripping on people for 2 hours straight just like working the room like an insult comic <laughs> like Don Rickles just going down the hall letting everybody have it. And you Pelosi this what? bitch well, uh, Donald Trump doesn't seem to be interested in the position, and... Yeah, why would he? Yeah, like, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> He's already been president. He's already I mean, been president. You know, speaker of a lot of work, out. actually. Yeah. All right. You got to be places. You can't go <laughs> golf whenever you want to, I guess. Well, Kevin McCarthy took the challenge seriously enough. So I actually told him, hey, Steve Bannon, let me wield some influence. Maybe you can talk Donald Trump. What makes Kevin McCarthy think that Donald Trump wants to be Speaker of the House? There Are was there a some- huge push, huge push from almost every member of the Freedom Caucus. Um, almost all the Republicans were asking for him. That sounds like a crazy idea. It probably would be. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we got some neckline calls coming in. We're also going to have Urban Dictionary Word of the Day. Joanna's got a Word of the Day picked out. Uh, Nico is talking about Paul Rodriguez, one of the original Latin Kings of Comedy, who's mm-hmm. going to be part of the lineup on Saturday. He's calling in today. He is calling in Around today. what time? 720. 720. Oh, All okay. right. So we got that. Paul Rodriguez, uh, 720, is going to be talking about Here's something interesting. Before the Academy Awards of this year, I'd only ever heard one person have a bad thing to say about Will Smith. Now, there might be others that did, but the only person that I knew that ever said that they didn't get along or that they were mistreated by Will Smith, mm-hmm. Paul Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the movie Ali that Paul Rodriguez was in. Crazy. Will Smith. So uh, maybe ask him about that. Does he... 
feel a little vindicated now that uh, he's not the only one saying that Will Smith is not such a nice guy after all. Are you going to ask him? Yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up. All right. <laughs> we got a lot of ground that we're going to cover today. Let's get to our late night. Mostly sunny in El Paso today and 94 for the high temperature. Not really seeing any rain uh, in the forecast, although we'll have some rain coming back into the forecast by Saturday. Joanna has entertainment news coming up. Let me give you a preview of Loudwire Nights for tonight. So tomorrow we're going to have that new Ozzy song in its entirety on Friday night. But tonight, Tony has a guest DJ, Noah Sebastian lead singer of Bad Omens is going to be in. He will uh, explain what in, what inspired Bad Omens to evolve their sound. Uh, also plan on listening tomorrow night with a very special feature block of Ozzy. So we're going to hear a block of Ozzy and the new Ozzy playing all the rock that matters nightly Loudwire nights every weeknight starting at 7 going until midnight on 95.5 KLAQ. Nico, I'm very glad that uh, you're here today because I have a couple of things that I feel kind of fall into your wheelhouse. All right. Uh, You scared me for a second. First of all, (laughs) the U.S. will drastically reduce the nicotine content in cigarettes. And they say that they're going to drop the nicotine content to non-addictive levels. Nothing is imminent. Thank God. The change won't be officially proposed until next year, and it could take years after that to go into effect. But No, that's good. As a smoker, wouldn't that just mean, like, if you were already addicted to nicotine, you would just have to smoke more cigarettes to get that nicotine? Uh, do right. people smoke primarily for the nicotine hit or because of the Freudian stuff? <laughs> the, the Like the oral fixation? Uh, that goes hand in hand. Uh, it's a, some of both. Yeah, just the nicotine makes you... and. They, yeah, they, they both go hand in hand together. Um, I don't think you would feel like, oh, I need a craving, so I'm going to buy like 15 packs now. I don't think it would do that. I, I'll tell you this. When I've tried my patches or when I've tried um, the gum, it generally can it can do the job. It can keep my cravings away for the most part. Except So you get that nicotine in your body. Yes. Except... If you have a beer or you're sitting on a patio, then you feel, or if you're talking to someone. Or if I'm about to do stand-up. That's when you feel like, I need to. Yes, that's when the Freudian stuff comes up. It's like, where is that thing in my hand that I needed to do that I have normally in my hand right before I do this? Right. Um, But in terms of keeping the cravings away during the day, like a patch, also though, the patches I have are for people who, because they they have different levels of patches to wean you off, and mine are the, the strongest patches. So, I'm not sure. I think it's a good it's a good plan though because better if they up the nicotine so you only had to smoke one cigarette. Say somebody who had a two pack a day habit, you smoke one cigarette and you just get such a rush of nicotine. Yeah, you only have to smoke one. But now people who have never smoked cigarettes before are going to get are going to start with that super strong one and then get addicted more easily. Well, maybe they ought to have beginner cigarettes. You're only allowed to buy if you're just beginning. To smoke. I think that's the point of this is that, you know, maybe for existing smokers, they're not really doing it for them. But for for people who might start to smoke, if the nicotine's at lower levels, you're going to be less likely to get addicted. 
as a rule of comedy, Nico, maybe you've heard this before. The rule of threes. No, not the rule of threes. Uh, never punch down. Never punch so, down. Yes. Can you kind of explain that? And and we've heard that a lot recently when people want to criticize, like, Dave Chappelle. They'll say, well, you're punching down. You're going after, like, uh, you know, a powerless uh, demographic by take it, you know, by sure take it on the trans community you're punching down do you believe in the maxim that you're supposed to punt you're supposed to the comedy's supposed to be at the expense of people who are privileged or in a privileged position i'll, I'll tell you this i'll, I'll say this. i want to hear what you have to say because a famous comedian has come out and said that he doesn't buy that well, I think for you to even mention the concept of punching down, you really have to explain to people that comedy, while it's subjective, generally has targets. Every joke has a target to it. That's what the punchline is going to be about is your target. So what do you want your target to be? So there is this new thing about not punching down, not selecting targets that are already made fun of or don't have good representation like tar you know jokes about gay minorities. people minorities race you know but the homeless sure the homeless there is a big push to to for comics to not be punching right, so down do you, want, do you want to hear what this do you need to i'll just say i don't agree with it you I, don't agree that don't comedy agree. has to punch up no. necessarily no well, i think there anybody can be a target and it's okay if you target things that have already been targets for before. Then, then you will be happy to know that you and Mr. Bean are in the same camp. Because Mr. Bean says that he doesn't think comedy necessarily... Mr. Bean! Yeah, that's right. Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean. <laughs> Zazu? Hey. Zazu? He played Zazu in Lion King. In the, in the cartoon? In the cartoon, yeah. Because John Oliver p played him in the... Uh, no, cartoon. John Oliver wasn't alive in 1995. <laughs> I'm sure he was. Yeah. But I'll tell you what Rowan Atkinson had to say about it coming up here in just a few minutes. Let's get to other Hollywood news first with Joanna Barba. Let's go ahead. Comedy legend Paul Rodriguez, one of the original Lad Kings of Comedy, is going to be calling into the show. And it's kind of a... An important year. It's the 20th anniversary of the Latin Kings of Comedy special, which was filmed in El Paso at a show that they did in 2002 at the Abraham Chavez Theater. A legendary show. Legendary show with uh, Cheech. George Lopez was part of that lineup. Alex Raimundo, Joey Medina, Joey Medina, who's going to be there on Saturday. All hosted by Paul Rodriguez. He actually drove a lowrider on stage. That's right. So we've got that coming up. I I wanted to get your reaction to what Mr. Bean says about the idea that comedy has to punch up, not down. But over at uh, KLAQ.com, just quickly, let's go through a couple of articles. One of the biggest basketball stars to come out of El Paso, uh, K.J. Lewis, who played for Chapin his first three seasons, is has transferred to Duncanville, which is a 6A school, and dominant. They've won the past three championships in a row. They won the state championship in 6A uh, high school basketball in 2019, 2021, and 2022. Where they is Duncanville? It's a Dallas suburb. Dallas, okay. And is it normal for high school students to change schools for sports? It, it's, well... 
Look, for a normal athlete, if your parents move, like if your dad gets transferred and you mm-hmm. go to a high school, yes. But this is something entirely different. This this young man is such a blue-chip athlete. He's already uh, committed to play at Arizona. He's. I think that people get ahead of themselves a little bit when they start talking about NBA careers for 16-year-olds. Right. But he really seems to be headed, a good, yeah, headed to the NBA. He's a 6'4 guard who averaged 18.5 points last year for Chapin. When you're that level, yes, at that point, kind of the family's priorities... Is taking him where they have the best chance of maximizing their their career. And I know there are going to be a lot of sore heads who are like, oh, he's abandoning El Paso or he's abandoning Chapin his final season. But this is his life. This is this kid's, you know, livelihood and career. And he's definitely got to make the choices that he thinks are right for him. So uh, K.J. Lewis is not going to play at Chapin his senior year. Instead, he's going to play for the Duncanville Panthers. And they are kind of like the consensus pick to win the 6A Texas championship again this year. Uh, Let's see what else is up. Joanna, you always have a good article. What have you written about recently? Oh, my God, I can't remember. (laughs) What did I write about yesterday? The polyamorous house? Did you write another one about the polyamorous house? No, but get this. So I reached out to the realtor of the house, and I was like, hey. Is it Brian Birds? (laughs) No, it's not. Is it Sue Wu? No, it's not. So I thought, you know what would be a great way to just end this whole bizarre saga? If I took a tour of the house. Like, I went inside the house. Yeah. So I reached out to the realtor, and I was like, hey, I'd like to tour the house. And then it was this whole thing I had to fill out, and then he he texted back and was like, hey, I got your request to tour the house. Uh, when, when would you like to set this up? And I was like, oh, Friday would be fine. And he's like, just to be clear, you're interested in buying, right? And I had to reply back like, <laughs> no. Uh, I just would like to tour the house because I've written several articles for our website and I thought it would be great if we could, you know, somehow go in and film and, you know, get some some content for our website. And he never answered me back. <gasps> Why didn't you lie? I'm not going to lie. But so, yes, yeah, totally I totally am. Interested. I'm totally interested in buying. I figured this would help him out too. Like, hey, I'm not interested, but if this gets on our website and stuff... Because you probably could write. Someone out there is going to probably want to buy it, right? You could milk Mm. another story out of it, right? Exactly. Take pictures inside of the stripper pole and the creepy creepy shower. I want to go to that bathroom (laughs) where the conference table was at. Where they would have their quarterly meetings. By the way, I'm very amazed at how many people at this station have come up to me to tell me their stories about that house. Oh, yeah. This house, I guess, is notorious. So this started out as a basic real estate. Hey, check this. Check out this mansion that's for sale in El Paso. Just a basic real estate thing. But then people are like, I know that house. That house is kind of notorious as a, where a polyamorous, I guess we'll stop short of calling it a cult, but it definitely has a few. According to one of our coworkers, that was totally a cult. It it, it was a cult. But it was like a guy. Which coworker? Six of his, (laughs) of his love partners. And then two other guys that may or may not have been nine, having sex with Nine them. people in this whole relationship. 
Not counting the kids, because there were no, multiple right. kids from multiple relationships. They seem like nice people. I mean, our, they I mean, they seem nice. And one of our coworkers is like, well, when I went, you know, one of the girls had just had a baby. And then she's all, so then they're like, oh, well, my mom is here because, you know, I just had a baby. And our coworker's like, well, that's nice. Come meet my mom. And our coworker's like, the look on this woman's face was like, help me. The look on the mom's face, yeah. like she'd come to visit, and all of a sudden she's in the middle of this, <laughs> this polyamorous, polyamorous cult. And I'm all, oh my, everybody's coming at me with their stories now, and I'm all, thank you, everybody. Thank you for this. It's just the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, but the real estate agent wouldn't let, wouldn't give you a tour, huh? The real estate agent does not want you know to what? give me a tour. You can, usually, if you can find a real estate agent, they all have the same key to those boxes. That, Interesting. Like, in my experience, most real estate agents can get you the tour of the house. So, <gasps> Buzz, you, you have one. Call your friend. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I think they all have a key. No, I know they all have a key, but I I think for certain properties, it's like that—that's the realtor or the the real estate company. No, I like can 20th century guys go into? I yeah, I have. It's kind of a thing if you're a realtor because uh, here's how much I know about it. When you use your realtor key, it electronically makes a note of which realtor. Went in and showed oh, the house. Oh, look at that. How many times have you gone with a realtor? Well, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I dated a realtor from time to time, and every now and then they would be like, and I'm not going to say anything <gasps> that's going to give it away, be like, you have got to check out this insane place. Did you ever bone in somebody's house? Did you ever go swimming in somebody else's pool? I went swimming in an inside, indoor pool one time. <laughs> I mean, the person, the realtor that I was dating didn't say, let's go over. She was just like, come and check out this in, this crazy indoor pool. So when I got over there, I was like, oh, I got to jump. Dip, right. Yeah. I got to jump in. So I, so I, did you, you have a bathing suit? <laughs> no, I just went in my underwear. <laughs> uh, so I, anyway, I, I believe that pretty much any realtor okay. can get you into pretty much any house. We gotta find someone. Anyway, I was trying to set up a nice field trip for the three of us and go film, like, hey, look at this house, look at this mural. Oh, Check you out. should just do what and, I used to and do. And the realtor is all, like, never got back to me after I was like, look, I, I hope this answer doesn't scare you away, but no, I'm not interested yeah, in Yeah, Joanna, you, you... I'm writing an article. I've written... I told multiple him, like, oh, articles. I've several articles. I think it's would be great, have great done content it. for a website. You should have you just said, done. I you thought it said, would be yeah, beneficial totally. for him. No, he would because it, it's not going to make it any easier to sell the house that's called the F house. From I'm not from the calling look. it the F house, but everybody else is. Someone else calls it the McMansion. <laughs> Um, well, all, a lot of those over there, McMansion. You should have just said, yes, I'm interested in buying, and then been like, yeah, 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 here's all or my I info. Or have been like, I work for somebody who could possibly buy the house. Are you talking about me? Yes. I can't buy that house. Okay, I'm just saying, play along. Yeah, You're, just play along. So, and to tell the you, three uh, of us could have gone to film there. We like, could have been our own house. polyamorous couple. Like, all three of us, <laughs> I, been like, we plan to live here. We're the throuple we hear this house is perfect for this. I had another girl. We plan to add more. I had another girlfriend <laughs> who wasn't a realtor, but one of the things that we did, because this was, we were both like in our in our 20s and didn't have a lot of money to 
go out and do stuff. But on Sundays, we would go to open houses just for the hell of it. And we would go to houses that neither one of us could afford, you know. But we always had a cover story. So we were Dr. and Mrs. Farquhar. And that, because they, a lot of times they like you to Why sign Why couldn't she it. be the doctor? Why'd you, why'd you have to be? I, I don't know. Just about gender stereotypes. Tr- patriarchy, but that's okay. not the patriarchy, point. man. Right. <laughs> so we were the Farquaz, and we were looking for the a house Farquaz. together. Had you just seen Shrek? No. This was before that had ever come out. I just picked the, the name Farquaz because it was in I, uh, a novel that I had read. Nice. Uh, so anyway... Because they usually they want you to fill out a thing, so you write a name, and then you give a phony phone number or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Joanna, you should have you should have asked me. I could have. <sighs> we could have brought back Doctor and Mrs. Farquaad. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Nico, as a comedian, you've heard the uh, term "punching up" as opposed to "punching down," making your targets of your comedy the powerful. I would like to correct elite. you just a little bit, though. And you just as a. Professional comedian. As a professional comedian. As somebody who gets paid to Somebody who gets paid often in bar tabs. Uh, you got a to do tip comedy. once. I did get did a tip. Did you just say you got tipped? Yeah. That was weird. Do you are we supposed to tip comedians? No, that's not normal. Although interesting, okay. Um there is a thing called passing the hat around. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. I mean I, I mean I've heard is, of the term passing the hat. What's passing the hat? You take a collection. Yeah, <laughs> the collection. <laughs> like yeah. at church? Yeah. Is there somebody holding like the stick and stuff? Like no, it's a hat. It's an actual <laughs> hat. <laughs> Some people believe that comedians should only punch up, meaning they should only make fun of powerful people. But not everybody agrees with that. Nico, you say you don't necessarily agree with that. No, not at all. all right, um, here's what Mr. Bean Star Rowan Atkinson said: "Quote: What if there's somebody extremely smug, arrogant, aggressive, self-satisfied?" who happens to be below in society. They're not all in houses of parliament or in monarchies. There are lots of extremely smug and self-satisfied people in what would be deemed lower down in society who also deserve to be to be pulled up. In a proper free society, you should be allowed to make jokes about absolutely anything. That's uh, Mr. Bean. Yeah, I agree. He adds, quote, oh God, it doesn't seem to me... I in my head in Zazu's voice. <laughs> it doesn't seem to me that the job of comedy is to offend or have the potential to offend, and it cannot be drained of that potential. Every joke has a victim. That's the definition of a joke. Someone or something or an idea is made to look ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. And he's saying, look, there are some people that they may not be on top as far as wealth or society or positions of power, but there are plenty of people that still deserve to be poked, have fun poked at them. Yeah. Definitely. And it, it's, it's, it's tough to describe comedy in this way because it automatically makes it sound like um, argumentative Woke. and adversarial. No, adversarial. <laughs> and it's not meant to be adversarial. It's just comedy has targets. You know what the best target I, I've found is is yourself. I mean, that's yeah. like the safest one is to make yourself absolutely the target. I'm, I'm, it's, it's not only the safest, but oftentimes it's the it's the funniest too. It is, and it's a way to make yourself more likable to be self deprecating. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, 
look, there's all kinds of things that that we want to joke about, and and whether you think it's funny or not, it's subjective. So you know what the ultimate test is when you go on stage in front of a room of strangers and you tell the joke. If it la- if they laugh, then it worked. If they don't laugh, then it doesn't work, and you don't do it. What if? Almost everybody laughed, but one or two people were very, very put out. I don't care. I care said. about most people. You, you care about the majority, yeah. not... As long as the most people laugh, then I'm happy. You don't care about a couple squeaky wheels here no. and there. Okay. What day is it? Today, June 23rd, is National Pink Day. And yes, it really is a thing. Today, we celebrate being in the pink. What is your favorite color? Uh, my favorite color? Pink. That's my favorite color. We don't love pink. Pink loves me. I smell pink. Pink. It's all pink. Happy National Pink Day. Showtime. Today is National uh, Pink Day. It's oh, also... And it's not on a Wednesday. <laughs> it's also Pink wow. Flamingo Day. Was that a Mean Girls yes. reference? Okay. Because on Wednesdays, we wear pink. Today is National... God, if only Lisa was here. Today is no, National man. Detroit Style Pizza Day. Yum. Maybe, Wait, what's that mean? I don't know. I, don't know I know what Chicago yum, I know what Chicago pizza is. I know what Detroit New York pizza is. Style. Detroit Style Pizza, I think, is like deep dish, but a little bit... Uh, not Or not as deep. And it's made it's, with... It looks pretty deep. It's made yeah. with water with lead in it from Flint, probably. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. You know, Flint, Michigan's nowhere near Detroit. Or is it right next to it? It's not that far. Okay. Uh, let's take a break. Paul Rodriguez is going to be calling into the show, so Woo! we're going to have one of the original Latin Kings of Comedy on the show Any today. Any tickets to give away today? Uh, Joanna says... Mm, no. No. I believe okay. so. We, we think we've given away all our tickets. We'll that. double check. If we have any to give away, we will. But uh, Paul Rodriguez coming up on the Buzz Adams Morning Show. When we- This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. Just moments from Fort Bliss at the corner of Dyer and Monroe. You can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That is PumpingInkTattoo.com. Blue October is coming, and this will be easy to remember. They're coming in October. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they're going to be here October 25th at the Plaza. And we've got tickets, even though those tickets are already on sale. So go ahead and get your Blue October tickets. Win them when you can get them. Win them as you can buy them. Tickets for Blue October. Uh, coming up this morning. Joanna, be ready. We might go into the uh, Mo Show calendar here. Cool. But we were talking about today's uh, Detroit-style pizza day. And uh, the question was raised. Mm-hmm. I, I know what I kind of know what Chicago style is. It's deep crust. I know what New York style is. It's super thin and floppy. Floppy. Yeah. And yeah. I, I wasn't really sure what Detroit-style pizza is. Fortunately, we have the neckline where people call in and leave us all kinds of health, healthy, uh, helpful mess- messages. That may be healthy messages, but definitely helpful. Hey, my name is Jake. Uh, I'm listening to your show here in El Paso. I noticed you guys uh, said it was Detroit-style pizza day. I am from Michigan, and uh, I just want to elaborate on what a Detroit-style pizza is as a deep dish with uh, the toppings going all the way to the crust. Um, Little Caesars is actually uh, from Detroit, uh, from Michigan area. 
And also Flint, uh, give or take, is about 45 minutes north of Detroit. Um, but, yeah, I would suggest you get yourself a Detroit-style pizza because it is the best. Later, Buzz. All right. Hmm. <clears throat> he says Detroit style is the best. There's not. There's That's a, fighting words. Hey, there's no like L.A. style pizza, is there? When um, you get it into has this, like vegetables on it. A lot of weed. Yeah. A lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Too. Hey, comedy legend and uh, guest that we've had plenty of times in the past, uh, Paul Rodriguez is going to be in town with other with another original Latin king of comedy. That's Joey Medina, but also the hilarious Johnny Sanchez. Who else is on that lineup on Saturday? Gilbert Esquivel, Dennis Gaxiola, and uh, I think uh, that's about it. All right. Uh, hi, Paul. Hey, what's happening? I've been to Detroit. Yeah, you ever had Detroit-style pizza? I have, you I gotta go with um, Chicago, but Detroit. I, I worked there with Mike Binder, Dave Couillier, and Howie Mandel. We did a HBO special years ago. Wow! Uh, it was called the Detroit Comedy Jam. It's available. Is Howie Mandel was awesome. Yeah. Back then, you could hug him. You know. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, you could actually hug Howie? I thought that he was a lifelong germaphobe. No, no. I mean, back when we were hanging out. He was funny, man. I tell a quick story. We were um, we were all on a um, on a uh, limousine heading to uh, Seeger, uh, the 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 rock star. Bob Seeger. Yeah, if you're in Detroit and you can see a Bob Seeger show, you should definitely do it. Yeah, we he invited us after that. We did the special to a uh, to his house, beautiful house on the lake, right? And on the way over there, the uh, the the driver and. Um, and and some passenger friend of Dave Clear got into a fight. They were from there, and the and the guy called him a he called him an a hole, right? And the guy goes, he turns around and goes, "Hey, you don't know me well enough to call me an a hole." Well, that's all uh, Howard Mandel needed to do from then on for the rest of the the trip. He was going, uh, you know what? Uh, we did our research, and uh, we've all voted that you really are. You know, and, and then he, he wouldn't let it go. Like uh, the guy dropped us all off, you know, all off at our house. And from the airport, he was calling him back. He goes, "I just wanted to let you know we found out more things about you." And he wouldn't let this guy go. But it, it was, it was a, a, the, the funniest thing. You'd have to be there. But how we know was just so many esoteric things. You know, like so. One time he got the entire. Uh, I was opening for him. He got the entire. Uh, audience in La Jolla, the La Jolla comedy story, to follow him to go next door to ask for a cup of sugar. And they, <laughs> or, a hundred people with cups asked for a cup of sugar. And uh, one time, this is a, this one that, that really did happen. I was there witnessing. He couldn't do it today. We were at Metro at the at, at Midway Airport, uh, right side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. He gets on the, uh, he gets on the speaker with the, with, where, and he announces that all flights have been canceled. <laughs> And space goes nuts. And this, uh, this CWA agent came over there. She said, I don't care who you are, say elsewhere or not. Uh, you can't do that. Look what you did to all these people. And as soon as the people found out it was Howie, they all started cheering and everything. And Howie goes, what, what, what? He goes, look, they're not upset. Why are you upset? And, uh, I mean, today with the, with the, uh, with the, yeah, the new, uh, you know, with, with the, what do you call it, the uh, TCA or TSA. TSA? Oh, they're super touchy. But the, back in the day, oh, yeah. you could kind of get up to hijinks at an airport if you wanted to a little bit. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. On the plane, he would um, make the stewardesses go crazy. You know, dance. Big, big fans of his. At the time, he was on a show called St. Elsewhere. Oh, and yeah. uh, doing stand-up. 
But that's some of the funniest times I've ever spent in my life was traveling with him. And uh, Mike Bynum wow. became a good a director. He, he's, if you look at uh, Netflix, he did the tribute to um, Bob Saget called uh, Dirty Daddy's playing on Netflix now. And I'm a small part of that. And uh, it, it was sad to see our friend go, but so so many good times. And, and it all came from Detroit. We did the thing at the, at the Fisher Theater. And um, it, was, uh, it was hilarious, man. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Dave Queer said, oh, at 6 o'clock, all the way people leave. It was in downtown. Now. <laughs> he goes, you know, you'll be a statistic. And I don't know, you know, I'm not from Detroit. I don't know what he's talking about. But I knew that the, the night before, uh, there had been a fight. I'm coming. There had been a fight between uh, uh, Pepino Cuevas and, and Tommy Hearn. And Pepino Cuevas uh, and, and was the champion, and Tommy Hearn knocked him out. So I went up there and go, you know, uh, uh, the last Mexican here was, was knocked out. <laughs> Paul, I wonder if you have as many memories from that original Latin Kings of Comedy show 20 years ago, 20 years ago yeah. that this thing filmed. And I remember being at a couple of the casting calls and emceeing yeah. a couple of things to get people to appear in it. What are your memories of that uh, week in El Paso? Well, all the role writers that came out, all the people that mm-hmm. supported us, was a lot of fun. You know, unfortunately, for whatever reason, uh, all of us wound up in court. None of us made any money. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was so sad, you know. Uh, George sued me. I sued him. We sued each other. And at the end of the game, it wasn't our fault. It was we had this manager who uh, he was just a crook and a, and a thief, and, and uh, we, we sued him. And but by the time uh, there was nothing. Ultimately, I won the the rights to the the name Latin Kings, but the the account was empty. Our, our friendship was ruined, and uh, I hope to repair it someday because I got nothing but love. We had great great times, and uh, I, I wish George nothing but the best. You know, he's currently doing a, a Marvel movie in Puerto Rico, which I was supposed to be a part of, but I'm in the middle of this other picture that I'm doing last. Uh, called Born Again, and uh, uh, yesterday I filmed with Danny Trejo, and we got Luis Guzman, Gary Busey, and, wow. and my, yeah, look for it. It's uh, kind of like a quasi um, a sequel to uh, Born in East LA, but uh, it's, it's not really because uh, you know Universal wanted too much money for the rights. But uh, we have 17 more days, and I hope people like it when it comes out. Now, it, when all those uh, Latin King comedy suits were going on. Did Cheech sue, or was Cheech sued by anybody? No. Cheech is the sweetest guy. He wouldn't sue you if, if, if you stuck a gun in his head, you know? Aww. He's just a nice guy. He didn't sue nobody, and nobody, none of us sued him. The, mainly the suit was against this, uh, this a-hole who was the uh, manager. He he forged my signature, and uh, he for two years, uh, everybody was asking me, when do we get paid, when do we get paid? And I kept asking uh, this guy, and he kept saying, uh, well, we have got no money from Paramount. So after two years, you know, every place we went to, people were bringing us the copies of of the CDs, and we were signing. And I said, "How can we be signing thousands of these things in Paramount? What's up?" So I went to Paramount and I asked to look at the books, and they said they couldn't show me the books because I was just a hired employee. I wasn't the executive producer. And I said, "What are you talking about? Look at that poster. Says I'm executive producer." He goes, "We don't care what that poster says. I'm paid to say that, that uh, Scott is the, the main guy." And of course, uh, you know. So we got into a, a big fight, and um, uh, it, it, it's sad because by that time, George thought I'm stealing from him, 
And uh, but we made up. I mean, they got all the they got their money, and and um, they, they, we just got the initial payment. But the millions of dollars went between the lawyers. You know, they they stretched out the uh, the, the 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 lawsuit to to spend more money, and I think we wound up giving like. Ten cents on the dollar of lucky. It's, it's the way it is, you know. Uh, Shakespeare was right. First, we kill all the lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Nico, uh, my, Nico, uh, Jimmy, is here. He's a local. Have, did you ever open for Paul? I haven't gotten to open, haven't for, open Paul, for Paul, but I've opened for Joey Medina. I've gotten to open for Alex Ramundo. I'm trying to collect all of the original Latin <laughs> Kings of Comedy eventually, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Alex, Alex is great. You know, he went out touring with Ron White. We've, we've all had a decent career out of that. But, but because of that, we've... I, I think if this guy would have been greedy, we would have had the Latin Kings 2, 3, 4, because there's a lot of talent out there, but well, Paul, this guy ruined it. What, 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 the, the, the manager guy, or the... the yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He I, ruined I, I, it. I'll say his name, because I won and lost. He's a Scott Montoya. He's a crook, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what do you think of the new guys that you're bringing on uh, for this for this tour? Well, it's, it's high time that the people saw... I mean, Gilbert Esquivel is one of the funniest guys. Mm-hmm. They all do different stuff. One of the hottest guys that he couldn't come with us because he... Watch, he's kind of like the Latino Robin Williams, for lack of anything. The guy named Manny Maldonado. They call him a Manny Mo. There's a guy named Jerry Garcia, not the singer, you know. Jerry but, Garcia, uh, not yeah. The, not the uh, 49ers quarterback, but Jerry yeah. I know well. And Manny I know well, sure. Yep. There's so many. I told her, if you got to change your name, that's, that's such a comment. I got a cousin named Jerry Garcia, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with Jerry, the thing is with with Jerry, is if you do a search, he's going to be buried under Grateful Dead stuff. The comedian Jerry yeah. Garcia is. You, you got to go. I said, I might as well come up for Freddie Prince, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know you have to, you know, call yourself, give yourself a nickname, you know, uh, Charco or something, Chapo or Chapo or something, you know, but uh, he, uh, he says, no, man, you know, I haven't had a lot of time, but I'm working on it. Since I finished this, because I'm gonna be working on a, a Netflix special. For a long time, I I was persona non grata there because uh, the lady running the the, 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 the comedy thing had it. Uh, I used to be married to this this lady who used to be president of uh, uh, HBO in Espanol, you know, oh, and wow. she was her. And she used to treat her like crap, right? So. Um, well, we got divorced, and and, uh, and not by the fact that she just wouldn't see me, didn't like me. I even sent flowers and everything. I said, "Look, we got something in common. We both hate that." that you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but now, you know, they play musical chairs with the presidency. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, Felipe Esparza, they had a um, uh, Netflix is a joke, a big special with all the big uh, stand-up stars here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had, you know, that's what. Chappelle was at the bowl, and, and Felipe Esparza was downtown. And, and Felipe is such a nice guy. He, he used to open for me, but now you know he, he's a big star. So he said, come on down, open for me. You know, let, the, let these uh, network executives uh, rediscover, you know. So I went on there, and I had a pretty good show. And, uh, and you know, I really am grateful for that because I went through uh, a rough year. You know, I quadrupled bypass. I, I almost didn't make it. But, oh, but you know, God decided to keep me around. And, and I had a great show, and now uh, it looks like a... Probably in two months, uh, they're going to uh, showcase me. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. That's so, amazing. 
I want I yeah. want to remind listeners Saturday it's a it's a one night only show at the Plaza Theater. It's just a few paces away from the Abraham Chavez where they did the original Latin Kings of Comedy across years. the street. Twenty years, and uh, tickets still remain, but they're going quick. So get them. Back when gasoline was only a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Paul, I, here's something I, I I promised myself I would ask you about. So up until. The Academy Awards this year, I only had heard one person say that they had a, you know, like a negative experience with actor Will Smith. Only one person had ever said, that Will Smith is kind of a jerk, or was to me. And that was you, Paul. You were the one person that I had ever heard. Now, when that happened at the Academy Awards, did you feel like, I told everybody? It was sad because I didn't I didn't see Cop First Edition or, 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 or you know, the friends that come and talk about it. But I, I mentioned it one time at a radio show, and everybody thought that I was just sour apples because when I was at, on the Ali movie that I, that I was so bad that they, that they cut all my scenes out, but nothing could be further from the truth. And what happened is that, uh, and I don't really blame Will in, in hindsight, but Will's such a powerful guy that I'm sure he's done a lot of people wrong. And, you know, it's only natural to me that, that nobody gets to be that high, that star, uh, stepping on somebody and then sad the truth. But, uh, you know, he's got a good side. But what happened to me is it makes me angry because it's totally innocent, you know. And the, the real pretty Pacheco, the character I'm playing, goes on uh, the set when they were filming in Miami. And he's drunk as a lemur. And he begins to... Uh, Cuss Will out, uses the N-word liberally. They got so bad that the cops came and removed him out of there. And before that, Will and I, I mean, I, I thought the world of him. We had done another movie before with uh, Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, uh, you know, he, he played a minor part. He wasn't a big star that he eventually became. We hung out. I, I always thought it was great. When I got this part, I was thrilled, man. It was a great part. I had a lot of lines. But after that incident with uh, Freddie Pacheco, he, he could never see me the same, you know? Like many times in the middle of when he was insulting me or whatever, I would say, Will, man, wake up, man. I know you're a method actor, but it's hurting, man. I'm Paul Rodriguez, man. I'm not that fool. I've never used the N-word, man. You, man, I, we're friends, and I admire you. Please, I'm not just kissing up to you. But the uh, the insults got so bad that eventually, you know, the Mexican enemy came up, and I said, well, La Tuya, you know what I mean? You know, I don't care who you are. So you can only take so much. And uh, I said, man, if, you know, but if you don't want me in this picture, well, just send me home, you know. But he wouldn't because, uh, you know, I had to stay there contractually, but it was the worst time I've ever spent in, in Africa there. And, uh, you know, a lot of beautiful things to see, but uh, I just wasn't part of that clique, you know. Uh, 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 to, to, to the fairness, the, the whole cast uh, didn't, didn't mistreat me. I mean, uh, 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 Fox, he, he was always very cool, you know. Um, and had a great cast. The movie bombed, and I feel bad because, uh, you know, uh, uh, that I when I got that part, I thought that would open the, the door to get more serious parts. It's hard for a standard, you know, get more serious parts and stuff like that. But it didn't. It did the opposite. It uh, it, it kind of blackballed me. I, I couldn't get no no decent parts. But uh, you know me. I, I mean, I don't blame anybody but myself. I, uh, the things that I do, and I, I've got a lot of faults, but uh, I didn't. I didn't screw that up. Uh, somebody screwed it for me. But I just keep at it. You know. I mean, if, if Hollywood or Netflix still so doesn't hire me, and I'll put two nickels together and make my own film, which is what I'm doing right now, and with the, with the help of all my friends. You know, and this has got a mm-hmm. stellar cast. Jay Moore, 
I got Ari Spears. I got uh, Jackson Purdue. I got the uh, buddy of uh, uh, Gary Busey and Luis Guzman. You know, he he plays God, and and, and it's a funny script. And yesterday we had uh, Danny Trejo, and and today I got Felipe Esparza. He plays a parole officer, and I hope people. <laughs> It's going to be good. I just keep trying. That's what you can do. All right, Paul. Well, it's always great to see you, and uh, El Paso can see you along with some other great comics. Joey, uh, you know, we've known Joey for like 30 years. Joey Medina yeah, is going to be man, part of it. Hilarious. Come and see him, El Paso. It'll be a while before we all get together. If we right. Get together, man. Yeah, it'll be, probably be another 20 years. And I, I don't think I have 20, but, uh, <laughs> you know, who, who wants to be 90 and drooly? Not me. But, uh, listen, it's a pleasure. Thank you for all your help and, and, and promoting this. And, and come down and see the show. It'd be great to, to, to press the flesh with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, Nico's hoping he can fake his way on stage and uh, <laughs> do, like, five minutes. He's, hey, he's Nico, if you come down, I'll put you on. I'll, I'll cut my, my, my set short. I'll put you on. I'll oh, no, no, no. That does, nobody wants that to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody wants you to cut your part short. So Nico's going to have five minutes. Don't don't even think about that. Oh, we'll stretch your show. We'll, 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 we certainly got ten minutes. All right. right. Sounds like a plan. Thanks, right. Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for calling in for well, us. You bet. Bye -bye. All right. We'll see you Saturday. There's Paul Rodriguez. <laughs> look, how, look how freaking excited. <laughs> I cannot you're, believe Now you're going to go down there, aren't you? You somehow fished your way into this. I oh, no. I, he, I did it for yeah. him. Thank you, Buzz. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the funny thing is they're going to be at the plaza where uh, I've already hung out with Philippe. Philippe has let me go up uh, for him several times. Philippe Esparza. Philippe Esparza. He's let me open for him before. And so there's this little back entrance to the... You know. Yeah, to the plaza. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know what? What did I just show up? Did you just show up to <laughs> the back just show up to the back <laughs> You're like, Joey, what's up? Yeah, you remember me. You're the one I know, the only one here. <laughs> well, best of luck, although it is the Latin Kings. I, I am Latina. My grandpa has been so mad at you. <laughs> because, I, because I question you. Because you your... denigrate my ancestry and my history and my ethnicity. My cultura. Mm -hmm. Okay. What happens if you don't use a very high SPF of sunblock and you go out in the sun for hours? My my body turns into a lobster. Like a lobster, yeah. right. <laughs> but you're still standing by this... Mi cultura. Yeah, right on. Okay, well, it sounds like the door is open. You just got to make... Look at how excited he oh is. Oh, my God. He's cheering like when Kermit the Frog would introduce the celebrity guest on The Muppet Show. Miss Lily Tomlin! <laughs> His arms are waving around like one of those blow-ups at a car What happens if you go up there and I'm just in the back going, boom! Right. That I say, don't listen to her! <laughs> She's bitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we've got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. for today's Urban Dictionary Word of the Day is yes. with Joanna Barba. Love this game. I thought, uh, though, before we do that, we get to some of our neckline calls that we've gotten recently. You got a bunch of them today? Yeah, you can leave a message for the morning show. Let me give out that neckline number, 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. What's going on, morning show? Nico. Nico, you cannot be part of the Latin Kings of Comedy. There's no way. First of all, you're circumcised, so that's, you're already out of the out of the loop, brother. Everybody knows Latin people, true Mexicans are not circumcised. I, I don't that's, know that's written true. in the Constitution. 
I think it was by Pancho Villa. <laughs> or maybe it was El Wapo from Three Amigos. I don't know which one. But one of them says a true Mexican is never circumcised. <laughs> so, sorry, Nico. And also, Buzz, dude, why do you let, why do you let Nico make fun of your girlfriend's voice like that? He's making her sound like Consuela from Family Guy. No, <laughs> no, no. No, no. Mr. Bad not home. No. 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 <laughs> no, no. Is that how your girlfriend speaks then? Nico's not the one doing it, though. It's Buzz, it's Buzz it. yeah. <laughs> He's proud of it. I've got That's a... how he communicates with her. Right, right. I've seen it in person. I've seen it. I've seen it. Do you find it offensive the way my girlfriend and I communicate to each other? Because Okay, so if people don't know, my girlfriend is from Chihuahua. She is a uh, she's a green card holder <laughs> and working towards citizenship. <laughs> but she doesn't speak. Well, she's getting her English is better than my Spanish, but so that she can understand what I'm saying, I, I say, I use the syntax she does. <laughs> the syntax? Ah. You want cerveza? Quiere cerveza? Or yeah. you want something otra? Otra. <laughs> <laughs> or you want something otra. O el oña. <laughs> el oña. But I've gotten all kinds of reactions. Some people say it's the most charming thing they've ever seen. I don't think seen anybody's... It in person, it's so adorable. I don't think it's charming. Some people think That's it's adorable. Other people think it's offensive. In fact, that disgusting. night that you saw us together uh -huh. at Cool Canyon Nights, somebody else at the table was like, okay, that's pretty offensive. But it's like, no, I'm trying to... Was it Nika? No. no. It, was, it was my accountant. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of offensive. Right. This is how you talk to your girl. <laughs> and she's, yeah, yes. And if she speaks Spanish, she'll slow it way down for me and mix it together. And Anyway. I thought listen. it was adorable. <laughs> right. Some people do think it's just adorable. No. And then what what will happen is I'll I'll, I'll go over to Buzz, Buzz's place or we'll, we'll hang out later. And he, he doesn't know how to switch out of it again. So he'll ask me, Nico, will you want... A beer? Quiere ¿Quieres un cerveza? cerveza? Or maybe... <laughs> I'll go, dude, you come want... on. <laughs> Seriously? Sí, but you know. Seriously? Or maybe you quiero a wine cooler? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh I gotta say, God. we have one Please. listener who is more on top of our on-demand replays <laughs> on our podcast than even Joanne and Nico are. Oh, like, yeah. I can always... <laughs> We don't Ye listen yesterday to in the meeting, right. I just caught. We do them. <laughs> I just overheard mm -hmm. some conversation about the way that the on demand is going to be changing. Yes, like the Buzz Adams on demand every day after the show. If you want to download, you can download segments of the show at klaq.com or the KLAQ mobile app. Am I correct so far? Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's been some kind of change. Well, yes. listen. ODG, <laughs> who course. lives in Odessa, uh -huh. is more in the loop on this stuff than I am. Like, he immediately recognizes <laughs> like when there's been some kind of change. I, I, yeah, right. But I didn't know, like, all the changes that that was going to involve. Oh, sure, it's ODG. I like how y'all did the podcast the last two days. It was like five years ago. Uh, five years ago when y'all left the audio clips in and the little music for the news. 
Good morning, it's the news. And then the the commercial where Buzz and Nico say, what? I don't remember what it was for. I just remember oh the what God. part. Son, what? And Joanna's Wendy's commercial. Oh, my God. You convinced me to buy Wendy's today, Joanna. Oh, great. Anyways, <laughs> y'all should keep doing the podcast that way. Do the audio kicks in so when y'all play the Florida Man music, it still stays in. Yeah. Okie dokie. I have... I I have got to get better about that. They're not supposed to hear a commercial. Oh, they're not? No. Even a live read? Even the live read. I why guess not? the live read is fine, yeah. right? There's no yeah, music not? or anything. But, I mean, essentially, it's so that they don't have to hear commercials. Is it because yeah. that, so they don't have to hear commercials or they don't hear anything that might be copyrighted? That, that, that as well. And so that we don't have to put Even them the, through the, 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 the music bed, like for the news? That's so, That's got to be free. Well, you know so, that's a song. That's somebody's song. Yeah. That's a band. I can't think of the name of them right now, but that's a that's a song that I uh, appropriated to use as a news intro. Oh, no, so I guess you are doing the, it different now. What they're worried about is that somebody's going to hear that they're going to be like, "Oh, you're not licensed to play that music on the internet." Right. We're gonna get My dad tried to listen to the on demand the other and day. And it's just too disconcerting. Why? Well, he, he he didn't understand it. He was like, "You guys were were laughing and reacting to something, but why didn't you tell all the people what you were laughing or, or reacting about?" Because you can hear it on the air. On the air, on I was air, like, "Yeah." He didn't get that. So they, had, oh, they okay. So what they did to make sure that we didn't play any copyright material was it only records our microphone. So if we're playing a clip or we're playing a set, mm-hmm. usually. Uh, you hear our reaction to what's being played, and I think Brandon or you or somebody told me that's exactly the way it is on some of the podcast of shows that they, yeah. you know, like on yeah, some of the sports talk oh, okay. stuff. Maybe those. I think it was Brandon said, you'll hear them because they've got the same thing set up. Well, anyway, the way they've changed it, I guess some of the stuff is staying in there. Right. Is it making it easier for you, Joanne? Definitely. Because it was really time-consuming. It was an hour of my life. An hour. (laughs) An hour every day just to get up the replays. Yeah. And then now all I do is press some buttons, but I have got to get better about stopping it for the commercial breaks. Hey, what's up? Um, Just finished watching Kenobi and uh, damn. Yeah, that's good. It was good. It was too good. But it only uh, brought out the truth, and I think, Buzz, you have to admit it. I don't know if you have it yet already, but you got to admit that this makes the Disney sequels just garbage, garbage, trash, garbage. Mm. The Disney sequels are trash, but this series was excellent. Buzz, you have to admit it. Search your feelings. You know it is to be true. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me let me search my feet. That's a Darth Vader quote, Jenna. Yeah, I got that. Okay. Thank you. It, it, I enjoyed this series better than I enjoyed any of the sequels. Don't the ones the music. W- huh? The music. What? What's wrong with it? Yeah, what's wrong with? Yeah, I'm gonna pause the podcast. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not gonna quit using music whenever I feel like it, just for the podcast. But so funny. So yeah, what thoughts? Are you trying not to spoil it for people, or what? I don't know. Are you still processing it? There's a great fight. There's a great fight in the 
final episode of Kenobi, which you can watch now uh, on Disney+. Plus. Are you sad it's over? But happy that it happened? Mm, I'm not sad it's over. I thought I didn't think it was perfect. But it was it was better than the any of the sequels. Uh-huh. The only thing that came out yeah. after uh, 2010 that was really really good was Rogue One. I thought, yeah, that I watched. I know that some people watch a lot of the cartoons, a lot of the Star Wars, like Attack of the Clones, and well, Attack of the Clones is one of the movies. I'm sorry, Clone Wars. Clone Wars was a cartoon. Yeah, not just the live action release stuff. Mandalorian was excellent. Boba Fett started really strong. The book of Boba Fett started really strong, and then I didn't think it was as great. But Rogue One was the movie that really was of of a high enough quality. Uh, there's a great fight. Should I should I give any spoilers? It's, dude, this is your conscience guiding you. So it also tried to fill in some plot holes. You know what a plot hole is, right? A hole in which there is no plot. No, uh, uh, the plot, there's a big hole in it, which keeps the plot from making sense. So it tried to fill in, or you know what retcon refers to. I have heard a lot of fans online saying, oh, man, they're just just changing the history. They're just using this Obi-Wan Kenobi series to... To I thought it was. Everything. I thought it was largely good. My my opinion was that it was largely good, but it also created some new plot holes <laughs> that didn't exist before. Uh, I'll give you a quick example of that one. When Obi Wan in the very first movie shows Luke Skywalker his father's lightsaber, it's like Luke had never seen one of these before. So he's like, "It's a more elegant weapon from a more civilized age." Mm-hmm. Is what Obi Wan tells him. Well, now based on this, Luke would have said, oh, it's one of those things that crazy uh, bitch showed up with when she tried to kill me that time. Yeah, no, I've seen, I've definitely seen a lightsaber. Don't you remember? She came in the middle of the night and tried to kill me with one of these things. You're saying Reva goes after Luke? Am I? Let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll have Urban Dictionary word of the ga- word of the day on coming up, and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show headed your way right after this. The Buzz Adams Morning. Show. Urban Dictionary game coming up. Joanna, you're ready, right? Yeah. With our word today. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. We'll get to that. Let's take a look at El Paso weather. Brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. For the most part, rain out of the forecast today. It's going to be mostly sunny, 94 for the high temperature, and it looks like it's going to be mid-90s here for the next several days. So just assume right in that mid-90 range. Got some rain coming back into the forecast. Uh, The real bulk of it, though, is going to be Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, and maybe overnight into Sunday. Otherwise, mid-90s for high temperatures and mostly sunshine. Chance of rain is... Pretty minimal. El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Get ready for the Red, White, and Brews Festival at Painted Dunes on July 2nd. There's going to be music from Damian Isaac and Redemption. It is free to enter. Gates open at 4 o'clock. Music starts at 4.30. Dead Beach Brewery is going to be there. Our friends from Dead Beach will be there with uh, craft beer tastings, hamburgers, hot dogs, 
brews, music, everything you want to celebrate the 4th of July a couple of days earlier. That's Saturday, July the 2nd, Red White Brews Festival at Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. 12,000 Macombs, and uh, you can also... Make your tea times all online now at PaintedDunes.com. That's PaintedDunes.com. All right, let me uh, give you a recap of everything uh, that's going on tonight. Cool Canyon Nights. We got a couple of tribute acts, a tribute to Juan Gabriel and a Selena tribute. Uh, Does she make your heart go bitty bitty bum? Well, it's, they're supposed to be really dead on. Like the Selena tribute I hear, you would swear it was the real Selena. Well, you would swear at least that it was J-Lo playing the real Selena. That's how good it is. <laughs> Joanna's going to be out with barbecue this weekend at one of the mm. great barbecue places in Texas. In fact, it's made Texas Monthly's top 50 barbecue joints list, Desert Oak Barbecue, which we, we've been to their previous location yep. and... Absolutely fantastic. This is a new location for Desert Oak Barbecue. The grand opening event at Cowtown Boots location, 11451 Gateway West Boulevard. Joanna's going to be there from 5 to 7 on Saturday. So drop by. They'll have outdoor tents, lots of vendors, uh, live music featuring El Paso native Elia Esparza, and Joanna from The Morning Show will be there. Again, that's Woo! the grand opening of Desert Oaks Barbecue. <laughs> I'm excited. Cowtown Boots location, 11451 Gateway West. Nico Ajimian will me. be at Cool Joe Haircuts this Saturday, starting at noon. The grand reopening of their Mesa location. So Cool Joe Cuts is back at 7228 North Mesa, and they're going to feature $8 haircuts. Oh, cool. Normally... $10, I think, but you can get a haircut for $8. And they do excellent cuts. They also, you know, kind of cater to uh, men and uh, and boys for their cuts. So if you have a small child, bring them along. Are they the ones that have a commercial that goes, ah, Sasquatch? <laughs> yes. That's cool, Joe. That's cool, Joe haircut. We need to support that. that just based on that. Ah, Sasquatch. No. Do your call-ins like that. Ah, Sasquatch. No, this is just Nico. <laughs> Nobody would confuse me for Sasquatch. So this is going to be <laughs> Saturday. Do you know what time that's going to be? Oh, my God. No. Well, it starts at noon. Okay. So make sure that you get up before noon, Nico. Yes. And the location is 7228 North Mesa. In addition to $8 haircuts, you're going to have tickets for Latin Kings of Comedy at the Plaza Theater. You could pretty much win the tickets there at Cool Joe and then go that night yeah. to see Paul Rodriguez, who we just had on the show about 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, so all that is happening this weekend. Plenty of places that KLAQ can be seen and can see you. So uh, drop by. Cool Canyon Nights tonight. Go get lunch with Joanna at Desert Oak Barbecue and then come get your hair haircut do. with me. Well, that won't well, work that way. It's the other way around. It's the other way around. You'd have to get, get your hair haircut earlier first. and then go to barbecue yeah. five to seven. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> Are you ready for Urban Dictionary uh, Is that what we were going to do? Either that or what's here, news? No, I, I think we go Urban Dictionary right. game. Here. Urban Dictionary. Joanna's going to give us a word that appears in the Urban Dictionary. Walking starfish, donkey punch, milkshake, mm-hmm. noodle, and hot lunch, sausage fest, moose, knuckle, yellow <laughs> pocket tank. Tommy 
All right, Joanna. Uh, <laughs> you know, did we ever find out what purple dolphin? I was one just is, about uh, to ask that because okay. Joanna says that it's hard to come up with with good Urban Dictionary words that she doesn't think we've heard of already. But in the I song, tried, it says purple dolphin. I tried to do one where I'm. I'm going to get one from the song. They're all dirty. Like too dirty Purp- to even do on the Pur- and I'm going to look up purple dolphin. Purple yeah, dolphin look up is an purple example dolphin. of that. Definitely not one that I was like, oh, I don't Nico, think I'm going to do that one. Your challenge is to figure out some way to tell us what purple dolphin yeah, means that will not that. get us in trouble. Okay? Yeah, good luck with that. The first you- the first example of the word in a sentence is, look at that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to ride the purple dolphin. <laughs> I don't know if that was that. <laughs> Well, that that's using it in a oh sentence. They they also give a definition. They usually tell you if it's a noun or a verb. Or... Imagine that's the sentence that it gives. That's the sentence it gives. <laughs> Look at that bitch. Look at that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, all of them on the song are dirty. Now I kind of want to try and guess at what a purple dolphin is. <laughs> oh my god. All right, you have a word for us. I do have right. a word. This is a word I recently learned and I had to look up on Urban Dictionary. Okay. Because a, some Gen Zer threw it out at me and I was like, "What did you just say?" You mean one of your precious boys? What are my precious boys? And I was like, <laughs> "You know, I hate it every time you make me have to look up something on Urban Dictionary." <laughs> one of your nephews yeah. you use this term and you had to go like a boomer. And look like it up boomer. online. I had to go to Urban Dictionary and right. look it up. What is the word? The word today is himbo. Oh, I think I know what this one is. Wait. Mm, all right. Himbo. Can you spell that, please? Yes. It's H-I-M-B-O. Himbo. Yeah, I think I know what that one is. All right, cool. Write it down. All right, I will. <laughs> Nico's face. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we'll make our guesses. Himbo. If you're, if you're playing along at home, go ahead and make a note of what your guess is for himbo. That don't look up that don't one. Look up don't San look up San Francisco, Francisco bird feeder. Himbo. Well, now I have to. Himbo. Let's take a break, and we'll come back with uh, part two of the Urban Dictionary game. Then we'll just segue right into news right after this. The Buzz Adams Morning Show on KLAQ. It's now time to uh, reveal our guesses for the Urban Dictionary Word of the Day. Amazing. Did you, uh, Nico, find a way to explain what Purple Dolphin is? Yeah. All right. Oh, not on air. No, 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 not on air. But yeah, I told Buzz. (laughs) It's what I would have guessed. Right. Is it? Just imagine the eggplant emoji, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Very similar to a yeah. a purple dolphin. Yeah, yeah. Joanna, remind us of what today's Urban Dictionary word is. Today's word is himbo. I'm ninety. Yeah, Buzz is super sure confident. I, awesome, I know awesome. 
Are you ready to reveal your answers? Well, I thought I'd let Nico go first because he he's not as confident as I am. <laughs> okay. What do you think himbo refers to? What is to? a himbo? All right. Him, and it's one word, right? One word. Well, I'm going to take it as two. Okay. Himbo, I think, is him bo. Himbody odor. Okay. Like a dude. Like okay. a dude's body. Oh, he's got some himbo like on himbo. him. Yeah. Like that's your himbo. He's things. got a spicy like, himbo. A spicy himbo. <laughs> okay. Stings the nostrils. Stings the nostrils. <laughs> I can taste it. Himbo. Well, mine is very different. Uh, so okay. here's my definition. Right. Himbo. An air, an airhead who is male. Or identifies as male. Um, Their pronouns would be he, him, himbo. Himbo. Like a bimbo. Like a bimbo, but a guy. A himbo, himbo. yeah. That's a good one. Good answer. That is a good... Those were really good answers, both of you. You Yeah, but mine's right, right? Yours is kind of right. What? Yeah. yeah, sure. I've heard that before. That's been around a while. What? I'm surprised you never heard of it. I've never heard of it, and I had to look it up on Urban Dictionary. Have you been called a himbo, Buzz? Did someone yeah. call you a himbo? No, because I think there's also the implication that they're attractive. They're very attractive. Right. Yes, like an attractive, like a blonde. Yes. So do you <laughs> want to hear the Urban Dictionary? Yeah. Let me hear that. The definition for a himbo is a dumb or naive man who, despite looking like an a-hole Chad, is actually (laughs) sweet, respectful, and kind. Typically large, beefy, and relatively handsome, but friendly. Gentle giants, if you will. Perhaps the best example of a himbo... Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Is that who they say? No. They say Kronk from The Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, Kronk. Okay. He's large, strong, and stupid, but extremely kind and respectful to everyone. Okay. All right, so so bimbos would be considered like were they always like big breasted or yeah, kind of you know a bimbo you attractive know, women? Well, like we're getting we're getting we're drilling deep into the definition People here. <laughs> referred to like a Pamela Anderson. Oh, what a bimbo! Right, which now, includes a lot of the features that we're talking about because Joanna's himbo is a, a guy who is huge, it looks like a Chad. Well, he looks like a Chad. Do you know that one? Yeah, Chad is just like a good-looking guy. Yeah. But like an a-hole. But an a-hole. But a himbo is not one. Incels hate chads. chads. Yeah. Because they're hot. Or, or they're they just... Get the girls. But or it they might get the be girls. Or they're, they're socially adaptive, you know. <laughs> but very good answers. Buzz, I'm going to give you five points today. Five Nico, out of... Four. Five out of five. Oh, I get five out of five. I Nico get four gets four? four? Get four. He, he doesn't deserve because five. He, he with an original answer. Yeah, Thank r- you. Meaning wrong. Well. I feel like that's an opinion. So that's just like your opinion. All right, let's uh, throw it on over. We're going to get started <laughs> with the news and find out if we can, uh, how much of it we can get through before we have to take another break. Here is Nico and Jimmy to get us started with today's news headlines. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. Just right into it, you know? No warning. Awesome. (laughs) Britain is adding to its sanctions against Russia. A new notice to exporters list on the government website shows new prohibitions on the export to Russia of a range of goods and technology. Uh, From the UK, I'm going to say it's probably tea and strumpets. (laughs) 
a range of goods and technology. I guess strumpets are a form of technology. Is it strumpets or crumpets? It's crumpets. Yeah, strump- what are strumpets? Uh, strumpets are like... That's what they say in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, strumpets. Oh, right. It's <laughs> just teen strumpets. A strumpet is... It's like a hoe. Is like, yeah, right. <laughs> a medieval hoe. Um, yeah, so they will... Prohibit the export to Russia of a range of goods, technology, the export of jet fuel, and the export of sterling or EU-denominated banknotes. Also included are restrictions on the provision of technical assistance and financial services funds and brokering services like banks or anything relating to iron and steel imports. The clampdown also includes stopping additional critical industry goods and technology. Russian President Vladimir Putin will be meeting with leaders from countries that have not condemned his invasion of Ukraine today. The virtual meeting will be the 14th annual summit of the five-nation bloc known as BRICS, an acronym for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. No country in the bloc has come out against Russia for attacking Ukraine yet. At today's meeting, hosted by China, Putin may call on other countries in the bloc to establish joint oil refineries with Russia. Chinese President Xi could also seek support for his vision of an alternative world order. Meanwhile, a nuclear scientist from Texas has been rescued from war-torn Ukraine. John Spohr, who's credited with designing sensitive technology found in dozens of laser-guided weapon systems used by the U.S. military, has been in hiding ever since Russian forces invaded Mariupol, Ukraine. The non-profit rescue organization Project Dynamo says they extracted spore from deep in the Russian-occupied territory. But had the Russians been looking for this guy because he knows a bunch of secrets and stuff? Yes. Chechen Russian forces had already ransacked Spore's home and were in the process of hunting for him for months. And what did they want to... They wanted to capture him and hold him he hostage, was, or they wanted to like squeeze his all knowledge. The, he his was considered knowledge. a high value target for his uh, his. Uh, that like, sounds super dramatic. This guy must have been hiding out since the war started. Right? Since the war started, he's he had been living in Mariupol before the war started. I, I was reading a separate uh, story about this. This Project Dynamo, it's a nonprofit uh, American veteran run donor funded rescue organization specializing in challenging exfiltration missions from hostile regions around the world. Uh, Co-founder of Project Dynamo, Brian Stern, a highly decorated U.S. military officer, moved this this scientist's spore through Russian territory, crossing more than 30 Russian checkpoints into Ukraine. Wow, Operation Dynamo. Stern employed a series of complex tactics and techniques honed over many years of government service to mask spore, his location, and his movements from Russian security services. Project Dynamo was able to rescue Spore via Kershon and through Mykolaiv, and he's now en route to a neighboring country where his family is eagerly waiting. I'd probably watch a movie based I would. on that. Yeah, that sounds like crazy. Especially if they cast Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> like as the, the leader of the Operation Dynamo. I have a special set of skills. <laughs> I get people in and out of Russia and pass checkpoints. I don't remember how. Yeah. <laughs> Well, President Joe Biden called on Congress Wednesday to suspend the federal gas tax for three months and asked states to suspend their own gas taxes or provide commensurate relief to consumers. The federal government charges a tax of 18.4 cents per gallon of gasoline and 24.4 cents per gallon of diesel. Suspending the tax for three months through the end of September will cost about $10 billion, the White House said. But that'll be $10 billion that's not going to roads, bridges, and upkeep and infrastructure. Which is the basically. point of the gas tax. Right. 
Although if you've looked at a lot of our infrastructure lately, it'd be hard to know, know that that's where I've it went been to. Complaining for months, they need to repaint those lines on a lot of the streets where they faded off. You don't know which lane you're in. They just need to take care of your pothole. Yeah, take point. care of my pothole. <laughs> right. I, I guess that's not happening before the end of September, huh? Not with this gas tax. But okay, so so here's kind of the deal. Uh, Biden. Two of the big things that he ran on were infrastructure. So he's going to cut $10 billion out of the infrastructure budget to do this gas hike, which a lot of people say is just a gimmick. Well, but the White House is saying that it will help relieve uh, some pressure uh, for the people here at home. The proposal has drawn mixed reviews from the president's own party, with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi noting in a statement, we will see where the consensus lies on a path forward for the president's proposal in the House and the Senate. President proposes it, but both houses of Congress have to approve it. Yes. Okay. Energy Secretary Jennifer Gransom is scheduled to meet with oil company executives Thursday, at which point they will press executives to ensure they'll pass on the savings if the gas tax holiday is enacted. Here's Joe Biden talking about his gas tax holiday. First, today I'm calling on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax for the next 90 days, these are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. All right, so if, if you're paying the national average of, let's say, $5, you're going to pay 482 Yeah, which could be essential to some people. Now, I know you look at these cents and think, oh, none of this is really going to change much. But I guarantee you, just $0.10, cents, it could be a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah, it depends on, you know, how much disposable income you have, but it also has to do with how much you drive. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Um, and if you only put $5 but, in that time. I hate to be Mr. Negative. But do I, you? <laughs> you don't hate it. I think some of this is also so that Republicans who don't want to support anything Biden wants to do, will vote against this. So Biden and can turn around and say, look, these Republicans wouldn't even give you a break on gas taxes when oh, I wanted to give you a break. There's ulterior point, motives, you're saying. Uh, Barack Obama said back when he was president, somebody had floated the idea of a gas uh, tax holiday when gas was up pretty high. Not as high as it is now, but pretty high nonetheless. And he had said, this is less about giving you a break is more about winning an election. And, you know, with the November coming up in the midterm elections, it almost sounds like when you hear that clip of what Obama... What a cynical yeah, point of yeah, view to have. Pretty cynical. <laughs> yeah. Because... Buzz in a nutshell. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, look, Joe Biden is not his predecessor or his president, uh, Barack Obama, just like George Bush the first was not Ronald Reagan, and they had very differing ideas on things. So that's all I would say. Yeah, but I think there's also some gamesmanship here going into, well, let's see if these Republicans are going to support this. If they don't, we can we can say they didn't even want to give you an 18 cent break on the price of gas. But it, it sounds 18, like not. 18, it, do, it sounds like not all the Democrats are totally on board with it either. So, eighteen cents could make a big difference to some people in the summer months, especially especially when you use your air conditioning a lot more during the summer and therefore use more gas. Your air conditioner in your house? No, no, I meant car. In the car. The AC. In when your, you use the AC in your car, that uses more gas. Yes. Yes. Gas is used to turn on the pump. 
Well, I didn't know it had anything to do with gas. This is the same guy who gets upset because he can't get to KFC's drive through yeah. because people are in line to get gas, gas at Sam's. Yeah. Yeah, you are not a man of the people. <laughs> like, you are so removed He's a from man the people. Of the buzz. <laughs> oh, right. man of the buzz is today's on demand title. I pay an extra 18 cents a gallon just to not have the drive through lane at KFC blocked <laughs> by people forming these huge lines at the same gas. Station. Hear that? He's so bougie, he'd rather pay more. He would pay more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A state senator who represents Uvalde, Texas, filed a lawsuit Wednesday against the Texas Department of Public Safety, seeking access to the agency's records of its sweeping investigation into the police response to last month's mass shooting at Robb Elementary School. State Senator Roland Gutierrez is accusing the DPS, the state's top law enforcement agency, of unlawfully denying his records request. DPS officials did not immediately respond to a request for comment from ABC News, though. On Tuesday, DPS dire Director Stephen McCraw testified for more than three hours before a state Senate panel investigating the police response to the massacre that left 19 children dead and two teachers. He said the investigation has determined that the law enforcement response led by the local school district's police chief was an abject failure. Are you trying? Yeah, you it comes off like you're covering something up. It's like, why, why can't why can't we forget we? How about the parents of the kids who died? Why can't they see the reports of what's going on? Absolutely. I mean, it just seems like there is a huge blame game going on between the Uvalde Police Department, the Texas Department of Safety, um, and everybody involved, from the mayor of Uvalde to uh, Did you hear that the the uh, chief of police uh, or PR Dondo? has been um, put on leave. You know, I was having a conversation about that. He's the school district, the chief of the school police. He's both. He, but he's also the chief of pol yeah. police of Uvalde. So he's and both. He but, was, and he says and he was, he's both and he screwed up and on both. He, he was, doesn't know if he was in charge of the scene. He didn't know that he was in charge of, of the, the scene. scene. That's just going what? all in on saying gross incompetence. A little. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, to say you were sitting out there, you didn't take your radio in, so you couldn't get all these 911 updates, and then to say, I did not know that I was in charge of the scene, sounds like you're just saying, I am so grossly incompetent that I can't be held to blame for this. To play a little devil's advocate, I will say this. I remember learning in EMT school, which I took at EPCC Mission Campus, that they, they teach you that they're in a multi-county um, incident where you're taking resources like the fire department from two different counties have to get together or the law enforcement from different counties are responding multiple when multiple counties and you have different departments coming to one scene um usually the the highest level of authority or the scene commander uh is the is the the top person who shows up well or initially it's the first person and then the next person in authority whoever shows up so that to me would be the department of public safety right once they got on scene, they no, would be no, in no, charge. No. So they were second on the scene. So the police that were there first, they need to relinquish. They yes. need to relinquish the command. And what Arredondo is saying is, I didn't even oh. know I was in command. Because it is the first on scene that establishes incident commander, I see. And... I, this is all stuff that I'm learning in the wake of this. I didn't know any of it this It does before. smell like something's rotten. It sounds like nobody wants to get caught holding the bag. 
Uh, how about we take a break okay. and come back and yes. do the rest of the news? Sure. Because we're up against a break. But I will run the uh, late night roundup for you. So a recap of highlights and funniest moments for late night. I had no idea that it that your car AC uses gas, but you guys set me straight. Did Nico just say gas is used to turn on the AC pump in a car? Oh my God. There's a uh, caller. It sounds like he is as, as skeptical as I was that you're, when you run the AC, the gas turns the AC on. Oh, you're both idiots, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, gas is yeah, used. Yeah, but what does it use? Like a fraction of a penny? All right, so the alternator, which is powered by the engine, is what provides energy to the air conditioner. So the engine runs on fuel meaning you are using gas when you run the AC. So even though the pump for the, the air conditioner is getting it directly from the alternator, your engine power is your alternator. Okay. Well, look, I don't know if you're right. I noticed definitely. Wrong, but well, but you, you have your, ga- your gas full all the time or every time. No. And I mean, I fill it up all the way whenever I, des- I get gas. I definitely notice when I put my gas in, like $5, <laughs> if I have the air conditioner on... Yeah, it's one gallon of gas. You don't get around as far? I don't get around as far. How much would you estimate? I would say by like a lot, like half of that. It would be almost like a half. Oh, so running the AC uses twice as much gas as not running the AC is what you're putting Well, for $5 worth of gas, maybe. I don't know if it... Why would it... How much much money you paid for it have anything to do with it, though? I'm, I'm not saying it's scientifically like half by each time. I didn't say that. I just did a study where it's half the same fuel efficiency. You know, the thing is, you were so sure of it, but also Joanna chimed right in like yeah. she's sure of it, too. She doesn't even drive. Because we're right. Because a lot are of you? people are always like, oh, I, I can't turn the air on until I put gas. Did, did, what? Did I not just prove to you that gas is I used? I, I mean, it. you proved to me that you look something up on Google. It, information? Okay. What was the the statement you made was, oh, and it's especially going to be bad in the summer because you run the AC and it uses a lot more gas. It it does, in my uh, humble opinion. Yeah. Um, I Okay, looking it up, if you keep the AC running while you drive, you can expect the fuel efficiency of your vehicle to be lowered by about three miles per gallon. Three per gallon? Yep. Okay, that's more than I would have guessed. Um, maybe somebody who's an actual expert or a mechanic could let us know. I I know that um, if you're going on the freeway, though, that the drag that's created by the windows being open and stuff can can also decrease your fuel efficiency. It, hey, so my dad was all about increasing fuel efficiency. Have would your dad ever try and get behind a semi and get caught in something called the slipstream? No, my dad wouldn't do that. But but do you know what that yes. is? Yes, it's the vacuum of air that's created by the the so uh, my dad going over my, the front car. My I don't know if this is true or not. If we get a mechanic, maybe they know something about this. So my dad said, if you can get at a certain distance, not too close, not too far behind a semi, there something called a slipstream will propel your car and use much less gas because mm-hmm, it makes you slip forward instead of drive. Okay, well that sounded like a crazy old man thing to me. I don't know. <laughs> you don't, why don't you just admit you don't know? I don't know about the slipstream. 
Uh, this is John. Hi, John. John, are you a mechanic? Uh, I'm a self-mechanic. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Well, that counts. Yeah. But your uh, your alternator is ran by the power of your engine, as well as your power steering pump. Uh, most of your uh, components, your AC compressors, ran by your engine as well. You save gas when you turn your your AC off when you're idling. You turn your AC off when you're idling, it lowers your RPM, meaning the revolutions per minute on your motor is turning around, thus leading less gas being used to turn your engine. Oh. Is it enough of an effect to actually save you any money, John, or is it negligible? No, no, not necessarily. I mean, if you're driving in traffic like California, I would say yes, roll your windows down. But if you're out of turning there, you know, going up Mesa and you get every red light and you're turning on and off your AC, that's probably worse on your car than just leaving it run. All right, so John is saying that, yeah, when you're idling, it's using gas, but when you're motoring down the highway, it doesn't... It, it doesn't use that much fuel to get the AC to work? Correct. It's already okay. running off the power of your engine on a belt. All right. Well, um, listen, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a person who's not afraid to say that I learn something new every day. Yeah. I don't know this stuff. Uh, I was no. amazed that both of you guys were so solidly on the side of don't run your AC and you'll, you'll have okay. a lot more Have gas. you ever struggled for money? Yeah. <laughs> like what? A one thousandth of a penny? Yeah, man. All right. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Yeah. Hey, another thing on your uh, Smith stream behind uh, uh, truck, Mythbusters uh, debunked that. Yes, it does make a difference, but you'd have to be within 10 feet behind the truck, which isn't safe for you. Uh, my dad would get in there pretty close. He would get in pretty close. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> Yeah, he probably saved uh, like a lifetime. Over a lifetime, he probably saved 30 cents. <laughs> <laughs> right on, John. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll see you. Yes, he put his family at imminent risk but, for tailgating a semi, but at least he saved 30, 30 cents. 30 cents. When gas was, what, 30 cents a gallon? Yeah. Uh, Sticks is on the line. Hi, Sticks. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey. Uh, so can you settle this for us? Hey, you know what? Um, I the the other the last color you had pretty much nipped it in the butt, just like what I was gonna say. Okay, so everything that John was saying, you agree with? Yes, sir. I agree with that. That's I'm I'm pretty mechanically savvy, and he's pretty much right on it. So, Sticks, would you agree that it, turning off your air conditioner would save a little gas? It's it really doesn't make that much of a difference, honestly, All because right. yeah, because your 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 engine's doing more work at the time, so it really doesn't make that much of a difference. Okay, so since the engine's already going full blast, you're driving down, the, turning it on or off, it's, it's, it's going to be used in the same gas? Yeah, it's pretty much going to be used in the there's, same Okay, gas. Sticks, there's no way that running your AC uses twice as much gas as not I as... Wouldn't, I wouldn't say twice as much. It also depends on your fuel as far as... Well, I mean, we can go into depth as far as what you're driving. Um, right. And, and also the the premium amount of fuel you put in, you can do super, regular, unleaded, or premium. It just depends on those factors as well. All but right. Like yeah, like the last caller said, he's pretty much knowing it. All right. Thanks, Sticks. Yeah, Thanks, man. I right, appreciate it. Multi-factor, factorial buzz. Lots of things. But for the most part, Joanna and I beat you.
I, but I, then Buzz is also the guy that was willing to pay more for gas. To this right. day, I feel guilty because I do something that, oh man, we would have got balled out by my dad. Running the AC with a window down. Like you got the window down and you're also running the air conditioning. That what was the a, hell do you right. think you're doing? <laughs> are you trying to cool the rest what of the world? What yeah. tarnation are you doing? I don't think he would have said hell. Yeah, he would have said tarnation. <laughs> what in a tarnation? Yeah, that's exactly what he would have said. <laughs> Meantime, here I am. Sometimes I'll have my convertible out, the top down, and get that AC going. Oh it's, hot. <laughs> it's hot. It's <laughs> hot. Yes! All right, let's power through this. Joanna's <laughs> got entertainment on the way. What else do we have we in have our news really headlines? All right, we will really power through it then. The city of Brooklyn Center, a suburb of Minneapolis, has tentatively agreed to pay $3.2 million to settle a wrongful death lawsuit brought by the family of Dante Wright, the unarmed black man who was fatally shot during a 2021 traffic stop when a white police officer says she mistook her handgun for a stun gun. The development was announced Tuesday by attorneys for Wright's family who said the pending agreement includes reforms in Brooklyn Center's police policies and training involving traffic stops like the one that led to the death of 20-year-old Wright. The House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol is set to bring into focus uh, Thursday, former President Donald Trump's relentless post-election day efforts to enlist the Justice Department in his failed bid to overturn his election loss. The committee's fifth hearing this month will feature testimony from three former top officials in the department who say they resisted Trump and his allies' repeated entreaties. Former Acting Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen, former Acting Deputy Attorney General Richard Donahue, and former top DOG lawyer Stephen Engel will also testify. A new social media challenge has two teenagers facing battery charges in Florida. Pembroke Pines police arrested Andrew Morales and Ryan Quiroz on Tuesday for allegedly shooting at about 25 people with pellet guns as they were driving around town. Police say it was revealed that two 18-year-olds were doing this as part of TikTok's Orbeez challenge. Oh, God. Orbeez. Yep. While teens might think it's a fun prank, police say water pellets can cause serious damage and injury. According to police, some victims were shot in the face and one is a senior citizen. The police department reminds that pointing any type of firearm at a person, even a pellet gun, is not a joke and can lead to serious consequences. You know what will happen with a pellet gun? What? You'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> Twitter users may notice longer posts showing up in their timelines. The social media platform is testing out a new Twitter notes feature that will let users make posts using more than 280 characters. Notes will allow posts to use up to 2,500 words along with photos, videos, and GIFs. It's a, a two-step process. First, you click on the note to write it, then you embed it in a tweet. Note cards will appear in users' timelines as tweets with a preview of the longer post. The company says the new feature is currently being tested by a small group of writers from the U.S., U.K., and Ghana. They couldn't get no satisfaction, could they? Rupert Murdoch is reportedly getting a divorce from Jerry Hall. The media mogul and the former supermodel were married in 2016. Mick Jagger's ex is with Rupert Murdoch? Yeah, you didn't know that? The New York Times... Also, the Joker's girlfriend in the Michael Keaton Batman. That's her? Well, she's the one that he dis yeah. disfigures her face, and then he gets sweet on Kim Basinger, but she was 
the 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 first one. Right. She was Boss Grissom's girlfriend. Is that you, Sugar Lumps? <laughs> no, it's me, Sugar Lumps. She was Sugar Lumps. Well, the split won't affect <laughs> the split won't affect any of Murdoch's businesses since they are run by a strict trust. Murdoch is ninety one years old and Hall is sixty five. It's the fourth marriage for Murdoch, whose media empire includes Fox News and the Wall Street Journal. Hall was previously married to Rolling Stone, Mick Jagger. You may be a 10, but do your red flags drop you to a 1? The he's a 10 trend on TikTok has users rating hypothetical partners for their viability before some major pros or cons are thrown in. The goal is to find out what red flags drop their ratings. Here's some of the traits that dropped a partner's score. So what they do is they say, he's a 10, but... But. And then it, it. A- after that, you say, so that makes him a 6. Right. right. Uh, it seems like a really objectifying man here. They have a I love for it. She's I don't approve. A 10. Oh, yeah. There's, there's women. It goes either way. Oh, well, as long as they're doing both. Here are the <laughs> traits that dropped a partner's score. Taking forever to reply to a text with no excuse. Never flossing. He's a 10, but he never flosses. Oh, Joanna, yeah. so what is he? Not a 10. Wearing boat you shoes. Know, I think some information came out from the dental community that flossing is not really as great a thing as... Who said that? No, that, I don't think anybody... I don't think yeah, anybody. Oh Joanna, my God, Buzz, you don't floss, Misinformation. Not after that came out like last year. It said you're kind of wasting your time flossing. I feel Look, like even you, before hey, last you, year. Yeah, I would try and do it because floss. because I was always taught that that's what you're that supposed to so do. Flossing. So I would floss a couple times. Look out, like new findings about flossing within the past two or three Just years. looked it up. It says it's still very important. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, very important hygiene practice. Oh. Although some have questioned the benefits of cleaning between your teeth, using an interdental cleaner is an essential part of taking care of teeth and gums. Ew, gross, man. Buzz, well, you don't floss, do you? Mm-hmm. No, nah, I haven't flossed like, since, <laughs> since I heard that news story that since said you don't need to floss anymore. Uh, no, no, I flossed. Look. Oh my god, that's not even how you do the dance. Uh, things that boosted the score for some people. Dressing well, being good communicators, and having nice bedding. All in the, increased a person's score. Okay, he's a, got new bedding. He's a four, but he has really nice duvets. She's a ten, but she's going to ask you if you'll still love her if she was a worm. <laughs> it's still a ten. <laughs> Ten's a ten in my book. It's all about physical. I mean, yeah, the whole you. one to oh, ten thing is but, just physical. Also, that's your whole perception of relationships, too, right? Yeah. It's all about, like, looks. Uh, no, that would be a very shallow thing to admit to on the radio. <laughs> on the radio. So I'm, I, I certainly don't feel that way. All right. Uh, finally, a house that was up for a, a house that was a home for a quarter century for one of Kentucky's most beloved couples is now on the market. The Shelby Boo Boo and uh, Sugar Bear. Nope. Uh, Close though. The Shelbyville home that belonged to Colonel Harlan Sanders and his wife Claudia is up for sale. The founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken, Colonel Sanders, built the home and a restaurant named the Claudia Sanders Dinner House to honor his wife, who many say was instrumental to his success. Did it have a red and white striped roof? 
That's a good question. <laughs> the family lived in the home known as Blackwood Hall from 1959 until 1984. The asking price for the home is not yet listed, but the name and likeness of rights to Claudia Sanders go with the home and restaurant. The owners of the home and restaurant, the settlers, uh, the settlers, the settlers family were close friends with the Colonel and Claudia. Uh, you love KFC. Do you love it so much to buy Colonel's house? I don't know. Does their drive-through get blocked by people going to get gas at Sam's? <laughs> Does it have a drive-through window? There's a Sam's right next to Claudia's house. I forgot about that. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back. We've got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show, including news headlines and nerd news, with Nico on the way later. More of the Buzz Adams Morning and Blue October tickets. So we'll have that coming up. Let's take a break. More coming up right after this. Great what kind of radio show is this? Crazy. A short pause and the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Thank you, uh, everybody who sent in a link to the Mythbusters episode where they... <laughs> took on the issue of whether your AC uses more fuel. <laughs> we got a lot of that on the app chat. Really? I can't, yeah. I can't watch it now, but nice. that sounds like a good a good way to waste For the hour. after buzz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're doing an after buzz. Yeah, thing. we'll watch it and then we will talk about it. Are we also going to talk with spoilers about Obi Wan? Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus yeah. had its final episode yeah, aired. Definitely. It's streaming now. Okay, a couple of things, and this is for people who've seen it. There's a great fight uh, between Obi Wan and uh, Vader, but in the episode last week, Reva, the uh, one of the Inquisitors get stabbed through the stomach with a lightsaber <gasps> by Darth Vader. I, did I miss something? Because in this episode, she's back up and she's... I, I won't specify what she's doing, but she's fine. And then she had lightsabered one of the other Inquisitors, the Grand Inquisitor, and last week he shows up like it's nothing. I thought lightsabers were lethal. I thought they'd kill you. Also, what's going on with those stormtrooper suits of armor. If a stormtrooper gets shot in the arm, it's like he's dead anyway. It's they, like the armor makes it easier the, to die. Right. The armor, it, it somehow has the reverse effect of what armor is supposed to accomplish in the case of stormtroopers, but my biggest thing that I was completely lost on yesterday was like, how did she survive? Like, Vader stabbed her through the chest, and I guess uh, so anyway, she was one of the younglings in Revenge of the Sith, it turns out... Sorry, spoilers. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. You remember when Anakin was going and killing all the young Jedi? Yes. And it temple. shows him stabbing her back then. It's like, what? what is going on that she can just get stabbed over and over again and and not die? If anybody... If there's something I'm missing there, because Darth Vader lightsabered her and left her to die. And the next thing you know, she's like, I'm up and I'm going to continue with uh, her objective. Yeah, reaving. You want to say the objective, but you can't. Even. You're, trying to, you're trying to think of how to say these things without spoiling. <laughs> yeah. 
Look, if you're really into it, you would have watched it yesterday. You had a whole 24 hours. You had, you had 30 hours that you could have watched this thing. If you're really into it, you would have seen it. Hey, I watched something yesterday. I binged it, actually. What did you watch? Snowflake Mountain. You did? I binged all six good? episodes. It was so good. I don't know why. It was so stupid, but it's really good. What are some of the challenges that they had to uh, do? Okay. <laughs> Give a synopsis of the show first. Uh, so a group of 20-somethings, uh, they're called kidults, uh, 25-year-olds who are still living at home, who don't have jobs, just live off their parents. Don't do stuff for themselves. Don't even do stuff for themselves. Don't know how to do laundry. Uh, yeah. Don't uh, know how to iron clothes. Oh, them my said, God. I'm a snowflake. Oh, my God. It's you. <laughs> yeah. That's me. No, but they also don't have any other skills or job. You know, you, you have skills. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Just because... <laughs> Just because I don't know how to iron a shirt doesn't mean that I'm okay. a cadult. So they take him out into the woods or forest. And now first they tell him they're going to like this fancy hotel that's going to have villas. And they're doing something like the Jersey Shore. But then they get there and it's just like like harsh woods. So they the, their very first challenge is just a hike. Okay. <laughs> And by the end of the hike, one person drops out. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm off the show. I've They're put, just hiking. I thought that's what Gen Zers love to do. To do. No, these are, they, these are like the laziest people in the oh, world. Okay. And so at the end of the hike, they get to camp. And then one, this one girl is crying, and she's like, I've just pushed myself so far already. <laughs> I don't. Did it say how, how many miles they hiked? I don't, it, it doesn't even matter. They took one step and we're like, oh, I can't do it. I can't. But the show does also offer them. Oh, and then there's $50,000 for whoever sticks it out, too. Um, and that's an incentive to keep everybody from from leaving later on. But it kind of shows them changing. They get to do stuff outside their comfort zones. It's kind of cool. How much of it is like fake reactions and manipulate, <sighs> manipulated edits and, you know, the stuff that reality shows not really real? Okay. I think I might have told you this yesterday, but Joanna, the first thing they have them do okay. is before they start their hike, uh, they're given these little bags, these waterproof bags, and they're told, get your suitcases and only put the essentials in these waterproof bags. Okay. It's like a go bag. A go right. bag, yeah. Okay. And so once they do that, then the guys get all their suitcases and then they blow them up. They just set them on fire. <gasps> And all the guy, all the all the kids are like, oh, oh my stuff. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, one of them left their insulin. No, 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 but that's if what me and if it were reality, it's like you can't just go blowing up. You don't know what's in there. You don't know if it was their uh, insulin or well, their iPads or or. Their... So they blew it up before they let them put anything in the safe. No, no, no. They they did. They so did you're this... saying that's an example of something that was probably well. Because Joanna's kind of on it. Maybe if they knew the insulin or the producer, like, make sure you get your electronics first. Just leave your clothes in the bags. But even then, their clothes were like, like they're all these rich kids that like, oh, had right. Gucci clothes. They could and... replace that. Were any of them like their parents were famous? No, none of them were. But some of them are just like so spoiled, and you just want to like literally slap the crap out of them. <laughs> um, yeah, really. I don't know why I, it was fun to watch. They, they are dumb though. <laughs> like the snowflakes. The snowflakes are so dumb. Snowf I, so who are the people that are running the thing? Are they uh, like boomers? No, they're just two. Uh, they're not boomers, but they're probably in their thirties or forties. They were former military. Um, Army, People who are capable. Yeah, Army uh, explosive 
ordinance removal, All right. EOD. So people, people who are squared away know how to do this stuff. Uh, then they also have this woman come in later. She's a survival expert and teacher. She has them skin a deer. And then one of them, one of the, one of them, like I'm vegan. Yeah, one of the girls is like, I'm vegan. I can't watch this. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. It, is, it was funny. I got to tell you, I would not be keen on skinning a deer. Really? <laughs> no. Why not? I never liked doing that. Like when we'd hunt and we'd shoot a rabbit, we had to skin mm-hmm. and it. Basically, that was the thing that made me not become a huge hunter. Is that. You know. I gotta do the rest? And I also, I felt bad for shooting the thing. It's like, you know, I'm not Davy Crockett. I can go to McDonald's right. and get a burger. I well, need to shoot a poor rabbit. I think that's the point of them having to do that was to appreciate where their food comes from, that it's not all just made. I got uncles and cousins and female cousins that are big into deer hunting, and I just never got into it because, but also, if it was like, here's a knife, you gotta skin this deer. Did you have to do that thing where you, like, douse yourself in deer pee-pee? No. God, no. Or that thing in Red Dawn where they kill a deer and then they make the guy, it's his first time deer hunting and he has to drink the deer's blood. Oh. Did they initiate you that way? No, no. that's just psychotic. Yeah, that's I don't think I ever shot anything bigger than a a rabbit is probably like you know early on. Oh, if I if I really don't enjoy shooting a rabbit, I'm not going to enjoy like taking down this. a deer either, right. or a zebra or whatever the hell. Well, I just never I, I got into it. Although I definitely have people in my family who are avid hunters. Yeah, I don't think they were trying to teach these people these these twenty year olds to enjoy the act of killing or enjoy hunting. I think they were trying to just teach them appreciation. Appreciate, yeah. You know where food yeah. comes from and stuff. Um, you know what? One of the first challenges they had to do, they split the group up into two, and the one group, they're like, all right, you see that lake? On the lake, there was a raft. And they're like, your food's out on the lake. Go get your food. And I'm thinking, oh, they're going to have them fish? I mean, this is kind of tough if they've never done before. No, all the food was packaged. It was like bananas. It was just picnic? Yeah, it was a picnic. they just had to swim. They just had to swim to the raft. Okay. And then put it into boxes and then bring it back. It took them hours. <laughs> they would fight with each other. The girls were just swimming and having fun, and the two guys were like, what the hell are you doing? Why aren't you helping? <laughs> the most incapable people. I'm picturing Hilarious. the girls. I'm, I'm just thinking, like, oh, this is how Joanne and Lisa would be. They wouldn't be taking it serious. They'd just be aggravating everybody. <gasps> how dare you? Well, we asked if we could help. Nobody's listening to us. No, that sounds exactly like Lisa. <laughs> Joanna, you wanna you wanna do entertainment news? Not here? anymore. Why? Because you're mad about what yes. I said? No, come on, you could do it, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then and then we're gonna have uh, when we finish up with entertainment news, blue October tickets. Woo! We got him on the way. Yeah. All right, Joanna, what's happening in the world of entertainment? Well, Steve-O is the first to admit that the early days of Jackass had a negative impact on kids, <gasps> but he no longer takes responsibility for copycat stunts gone wrong. In an appearance on the Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson podcast, here is what he had to say. In the beginning of Jackass, we were genuinely worth vilifying. When Jackass came out, little kids were showing up in hospitals all over the country and maybe the world because they saw us doing this crazy and they wanted to do it themselves. At that time, you could point to us as being a very bad influence, but I think over the years, 
now that there's so much YouTube ridiculousness, so much, it's just like, it's not our fault anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can't blame this all on us. I kind of feel like, yeah, you can't blame it anymore on them. You Although know, there you was know what they blamed where... a lot of kids hurting themselves on be- right before Jackass came out? What's that? Beavis and Butthead. Oh. That was a big one. Did Beavis they do Butthead. a lot of stunts? No, but they would set fire to stuff or they'd lick a toe <laughs> trying to get high. And, and like anything Beavis and Butthead <laughs> did, people were <laughs> in a huff. <laughs> Remind me, before the end of the show today, yep. there's one YouTuber who's suing another oh, YouTuber. Right. They were both doing some kind of idiotic stunt and one of them got hurt so one youtuber is suing the other youtuber because they wanted to do some kind of crazy stunt i got to show it to you because it is pretty it's pretty brutal (laughs) all right uh i guess spoiler alert for the boys but the boys has episodes every week so you kind of already had a week to watch it paul reiser was introduced as the legend the legend paul reiser the legend the nickname of Vought's former head of hero management on last week's episode of The Boys. But Riser himself was introduced to the character and the show in all its bloody, raunchy superhero glory not long before the world saw him in the part as he was oblivious to the Emmy-nominated Amazon Prime video series until showrunner Eric Kripke reached out to him for the guest spot. Riser told Variety he knew little about the show. He hadn't even seen the show. But once he was invited to The Boys party, he sat down to find out what the show was and thought, wow, this is something else. This is really wild. <laughs> then Riser had to do something that I often have to do, ask a Gen Zer. <laughs> Riser said, quote, my 21-year-old son who is really into the world and loves the show, I had to go to him like, so they're on purpose being this disgusting? Okay, so that's different because if you didn't know, it would just be violent and graphic and horrific. But then you go, okay, these guys really know what, they, what they're doing. Riser's the boy's character, Legend, is a fan favorite from the original comic books in which he is a vulgar parody of the iconic Marvel comic book author Stan Lee. Oh, is that what he's supposed to be? Yeah, but for the Amazon series, the part was altered to be more of an old-school Hollywood player a la Robert Evans, which is why Riser had no idea about the Stan Lee connection until he spoke with Variety. But he did say, quote, that it's so funny to me that it's getting this lovely response. People so are enjoying the character and loving this season. So, you know, sweet old Stan Lee, the elderly man that would do cameos in all the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. He was quite the Ladies quite man? the swinging dude. Yeah. The swinging dude. Yeah, back in the 60s and 70s, he definitely like unbuttoned his shirt all the way down, mm-hmm. you know, wore gold medallions. He was a pimp. Like he the, was happening. Yeah. He was a pimp. <laughs> And finally, a new rumor claims that Stranger Things star Millie Bobby Brown has had informal conversations with Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy with the young actress hoping to join the Star Wars franchise. According to The Mirror, Brown and her father and manager Robert are keen for the Stranger Things actress to add her name to the Star Wars roster, with Brown reportedly eager to feature in either a movie or play a central role in one of the upcoming Disney Plus projects. An insider says the conversations are informal, but there is a huge mutual respect and that Disney executives know how much of an icon she is for the 18 to 30 year old audience and what she brings in terms of imp- of appeal. Is she? Just put her in something good, I mean. Yeah, no, she's... You think she's an icon? She's starting to become one, yeah. Yeah, yeah I sure. think so. I think she's at the point in her career that at one point Natalie Portman was at at about the same age. Yeah, You know, probably. it started off as a child act, 
actor and you know and obviously Natalie got Portman more and more adult Star Wars. yeah Natalie Portman was in Star Wars well with your entertainment news I'm Joanna Parker. you help me with the one thing that always tore us apart is the one thing I won't touch again El Paso weather which is brought to you by Wet n Wild Water World most of the rain has moved out of the forecast for today uh, any chance of rain is going to be pretty minimal mostly sunny 94 for the high temperature Tomorrow, more of the same. Mostly sunny and mid-90s for highs. Looks like mid-90s through the weekend. On Saturday, sometime after around noon or 1 p.m., we're seeing uh, rain move back into the forecast. About a 40% chance for the El Paso coverage area. On Saturday, overnight into Sunday. Otherwise, partly cloudy Saturday and Sunday. And again, mid-90s for high temperatures. El Paso weather is brought to you by Wet n Wild Water World. Right now, Wet n' Wild season passes are on sale for just $59.99 plus tax. You get them at Area Circle K stores or online at wetwild.com. That's wetwild.com. Get the best deals on tickets early and uh, use your season pass all summer long at Wet n' Wild Waterworld. I want you guys to check out a video, but I'm going to tell you what you're going to see, okay? Okay. So one YouTube guy is suing another YouTube guy over a stunt that went wrong. Uh, Jeff Wittick is suing David Dobrik. Okay, yeah, I know about this. You this know case. who these guys are? I know about this case. You know about the case. And, and, the, and, and I know... Let me tell you, my daughter would probably know you, uh, all about these two guys. David, I know David. David Dobrik's super famous. He's yeah. known for his prank videos, uh, especially, and I think... I think that's what happened in this case. They were doing a stunt or prank video. Okay. This happened uh, back in summer of 2020. Dobrik, the guy that you've heard of, got an excavator. You know, one of those big things mm-hmm. like a claw that digs dirt out. And it's, I don't know, man, it looks like it's like 40 feet high in the video. And he drove it into a lake so that he could swing people around by a bucket. Not like a bucket, like a you would see an electrical worker, a bucket attached to a rope. So it's really swinging around, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wittick, the guy who's suing Dobrik, held onto a rope attached to the bucket, and Dobrik started spinning him around on the excavator. That kind of sounds fun. Actually, it, this, it looks really cool <laughs> until everything goes wrong. Oh, no, it all He went realized wrong. he was going too fast and that... You know, you were starting to get some wobble, so he tried to slow down. But Dobrik I, realized he was going too fast. The guy, yeah, Dobrik is the guy in, in the, the excavator. So he tried to slow down, but ironically, he slowed down too abruptly, Uh-oh. and that caused the other guy, Wittick, to crash into the arm of the excavator. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to picture it all. No, no, no. You don't have to picture. I can show you. Okay. Uh... Be on the alert. I checked this for bad oh language. My God. Okay, so Buzz, just to let you know, David Dobrik is a millionaire. Dude is he, he is loaded. I, bad word. I can great. tell you that you'd have to have some filthy finances rich. to pull off a stunt no, like no, this he's to get a- filthy rich because of YouTube. He yeah. made his it's entire fortune off of YouTube. Um, and so what Witten was really upset about was that David Dobrik didn't even offer to pay for his medical bills or anything. All right, you want to see the event? Yep. 
Oh, he's not in a bucket. He's just holding on to a rope. It said that there was Spider-Man a bucket, style. but he's just holding on Spider-Man yeah. style. I, you know what? Sometimes it really does pay to watch the video. It does. Oh, my God. So you see, he was going around too fast, so the guy stops it, but he stops it too quickly. Oh, you can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let me pause it here because there could be some profanity. Uh, Wittick says the accident resulted in massive hospital bills and lost wages. He's suing this other YouTuber, the one you say is a millionaire, David for ten Dover. million dollars. He did not list his injuries in the lawsuit, but he previously had said that he broke his foot, he broke a hip, <gasps> tore a ligament in his leg, shattered his skull in nine places, and almost lost an eye. He claims he almost died. How is this uh different? From, like, what the jackass guys do, or just that uh, the richer guy wouldn't pay for any of the medical bills. I guess on jackass, it was understood, like, hey, you're going to get hurt. It seems like you're understood if you're like, okay, I'm a YouTuber, you're a YouTuber, we're going to do this thing, which I agree to do. I don't think they forced him to do it. I think if we've learned anything in, in the past seven years, it's that just because there's you agree to something... Uh, doesn't mean it's going to happen. You need to have a contract. You need to have uh, something that's going to say, I'm responsible for liability. I, I would have right, figured they would. Be, that... Before doing a stunt like this, I figured they would have done that due diligence. YouTuber, YouTubers don't really do that kind of stuff. That's why... But you think the jackass guys were... Well, they were on MTV. So MTV wouldn't, MTV wouldn't put them on something if they didn't have some type of legal or liability shield. Um, I don't know how you'd buy liability for something like a jackass stunt. Well, like, I'm, how, I'm sure they were. I'm I think sure. like Johnny Knoxville has broken it down, like how they do it. But I, yeah, I think it's understood on Jackass. Like you're gonna get hurt. None of us are liable for it. But they will pay. They usually but, help. The, or yeah, pay. they usually get help paying for their their medical pills. And I don't. Well, think Bam ended up too. suing all the Jackass guys, so it's not unheard of suing for not suing being for, allowed yeah. in the movie. Yeah, and yeah, Because yeah. they were forcing him to do rehab. So. For the 20, how many years has it been since Jackass hit MTV? Like 25 years, probably. Almost, yeah. yeah. In that time, there'd probably been, oh, there, we know there have been a lot of injuries. Yeah, but what I'm saying is a company, a production company, gives their actors, like, for example, if an actor hurts themselves on the, the set of a movie, they can't sue the movie saying, oh, it's your fault. Usually right. they have something they signed. So I'm sure all those, you, you don't it, think those Jackass guys signed something that said, okay, if we get hurt, it's our fault. Like oh, we, God, a hold harmless document or something. Steve-O comes in the next time he's in town. And yeah, we, we can ask yeah. Steve-O that. But yeah, with YouTubers, I think it runs hella different. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just flying by the and seat I of the pants. I think that they were just like, oh, we're going to do this for fun and didn't think anything bad would happen. And it did. Everything went wrong. Which is the point of liability shields. Okay. It just seems like everybody here is aware Okay, we're doing something that's probably ill-advised and could possibly be very dangerous. Um, Jeff Wittick was part of his crew. Like, uh, Dobrik was known to have several friends and other oh, right. YouTubers. They all had a, like a... What was the name of the... the something... The V-Squad or the Vlog Squad? Something squir- Squad, The yeah. Vlog Squad. So they, so he was in that squad, and he's still suing the dude. Well, yeah, because... It seems like the kind of thing that I would have, like, maybe asked... 
somebody in Nico's position on the show to have done 20 years ago. I could have never gotten... Oh, you know what? We once used a crane to give somebody a wedgie. Did they, <laughs> did they have to sign anything before they got in? I, I'm sure they I did. don't know. <laughs> um, it was kind of the Wild West back then. I think it's really because David Dobrik's known so much as being like one of the most successful YouTubers ever, making millions off of it, and like, oh, wait, why wouldn't you help your friend? Yeah, but that would be like saying if you hurt yourself in a jackass stunt, oh, why wouldn't Johnny Knoxville cover all the expenses? Because he's not making all the money. Because it's not Johnny Knoxville's yeah. company who's... Do you not get that? ...funding this. Yeah, I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's MTV. It, yeah. So David Dobrik owns this for everything on his YouTube channel. He's liable for everything. He's he's the, he's the company. He's the company of the YouTube. He's the yeah, MTV. How do you think it's going to turn out if they go to court? Don't you think it's going to be like this is an inherently dangerous thing and you knew what you were getting into but you were willing to do it for I think they could prove that David views I guess or whatever. It's basically a company, a production company and that that he should And that he should be liable for yeah. it. I think he's going to win. I think at least the settlement. You know, David Dobrik probably would, won't even want this to go. Hey, and David uh, Dobrik has the money to pay it off. We'll so. do nerd news. I want to. Uh, Nico's got nerd news. Let's do a quick Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events and find out what's happening. Today is the 23rd of June. Today is Let It Go Day. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Today's National Detroit Style Pizza Day. We had somebody explain that that's a mm. deep dish oh and God. the toppings go all the way to the crust. So many messages in the app chat where everyone's like, don't eat the crap that Little Caesars has or. Mm -hmm. Oh, because a guy, a, guy ca a caller earlier said Little Caesars started off in Detroit and they're. I think he said Little Caesars is, is, is they're, a Detroit they're offering, style. No, they're offering Detroit style pizza. Oh, they are? Yeah. And so the people in the app chat are like, don't get that. You need an authentic place because Detroit-style pizza is the best. Today is Pink Flamingo Day. Like the movie? The uh, ornaments. <laughs> the lawn ornaments, specifically. Oh, yes. There are real-life Pink Flamingos. Those. There's a movie, Pink Flamingos, I think it had Matt Dillon in it. And uh, then there are the lawn ornaments. So these are the lawn ornament days. I love those. Birthdays today include uh, actress Melissa Rauch, who played Bernadette on Big Bang Theory. She's 42. Oh, love her. Retired uh, San Diego Charger star and TCU star running back LaDainian Tomlinson, 43 today. Katie Tunstall, uh, Scottish singer, guitarist, songwriter. Hell of a performer in person. Uh, KT Tunstall is 47 today. You've seen KT Tunstall? I've seen KT Tunstall in our, when we would do those South by Southwest oh, uh -huh. things. She came up to the room. Oh, cool. So we had a conference room nice. at one of the hotels in Austin, and she came up before, like, uh, Black Horse and Cherry Tree, I mm -hmm. think was her biggest hit before that came out and she was unknown we had her on as an unknown singer songwriter and she performed uh for us why did why did you skip jason moraz i don't know what he does <laughs> he's a singer well, how could you <laughs> jason moraz yeah uh, and also i didn't know if you pronounce his name moraz or what moraz and he's what a Su sing, super a popular singer man yeah the remedy it's the remedy 
Okay. The one that sings, Lucky I'm in love with my oh, best yeah. friend. Oh, Lucky. Something's with Kobe Cal... Cal- yes. He's see? like Kobe, Kobe, Kobe Cabriolet or whatever. You've heard, you've heard Jason Mraz, even though you didn't know it. <laughs> Actor Joel Edgerton, 48. He's uh, back as Uncle Owen in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, oh, that's another thing about Obi-Wan Kenobi. It really makes you think, boy, Luke was really, to, really ready to move on in New Hope. Remember, he came back and everybody was burned, and they just like, threw the bodies on like a burn, right, a burn pile. And it's like, oh, there's nothing keeping me here. Yeah, I might as well go with this crazy old wizard. <laughs> <laughs> actor Selma Blair, 50 today. And one of the finest actors working, two time Academy Award winner for Best Actress, Frances McDormand, is 65. She won for Fargo, and again, in 2018 for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Love her. Mm. She's great. American Idol judge Randy Jackson is 66. Yeah, dog. (laughs) And Glenn Danzig, lead singer of the Misfits, and Danzig is 67. Yeah. Also, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas is having a birthday. He's 74. Yay. His wife has been in the news a lot recently because yeah. I guess she was one of the main people that was trying, you know, were behind this Stop the Steal leading up to January 6th. So the Supreme Court Justice's wife, Jenny, is uh, subject of scrutiny lately. Today is also Hydration Day. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. You want to stay hydrated every time we have somebody on, like Dr. Ocaranza, or, you know, they remind people in the summer, mm-hmm. you want to stay hydrated. Why is it so important to stay hydrated? Well, here's Jerry Seinfeld to tell us. So, what's annoying? Nico's going to give us some uh, nerd news. We're going to have that uh, coming up in just a few minutes. Here are a couple of sports notes. Colorado beat Tampa Bay. Three to two in overtime last night. This is hockey we're talking about, guys. <laughs> this is hockey. And it's the finals. The Avalanche are now up three games to one over Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup Finals. Game five is tomorrow night. A couple of NFL deaths uh, to report. Former Colts and Ravens lineman Tony Saragusa died yesterday. He was 55 years old and he was also well known for he had a huge personality even when he was playing he looked like one of the guys that worked for Tony Soprano Uh, he was known as the goose and he went on to also have a career as a sideline reporter he was a defensive tackle played his first seven seasons with the Colts then moved to the Ravens helped them win their first Super Bowl back in 2000 after he retired from football, he became a sideline analyst for Fox Sports from 2003 to 2015. And uh, Ravens outside linebacker Jalen Ferguson passed away. He was only 26 years old. Police went to a Baltimore residence late Tuesday night and found Jalen Ferguson unresponsive, pronounced dead at the scene. No word yet on the cause of death. Police are not ruling out an overdose, though, it says. And I guess Rob Gronkowski retired. Did he retire, or was it just like, 
oh, I got to do whatever Tom Brady does, so I'm going to retire and then announce that I'm not retired anymore. We will find out. But, yeah. You ready to uh, give us the nerd news? I am. Then my nerd news. Do you have a song? Let's All right, what do we have in today's nerd news? All right, in a paper published Monday in the journal Nature Nanotechnology, a team from UT Austin and Texas A&M developed a blood pressure sensing tattoo that can attach to the skin of the wrist and be worn comfortably for up to 24 hours. The tattoo can continuously monitor blood pressure with incredible accuracy, potentially helping diagnose multiple health issues, as well as informing the treatment of patients with serious heart conditions. Researchers hope that it will pave the way for a blood pressure monitor that doesn't require a cuff like traditional armbands. The Texas team turned to graphene, a material similar to pencils, to create a tattoo that can be applied directly over a person's arteries in their wrists. Plus, it's applied exactly like a temporary tattoo. A piece of paper is placed over the spot. Like a warm cloth and rubs off. Then it's dabbed with a small amount of water. After a few seconds, the paper is removed and voila! You have a slick new cyberpunk tattoo. Unfortunately, though, it's not quite enough to measure your heart rate just yet. Just the blood pressure. In space news, a massive comet over twice the size of Mount Everest is barreling through our solar system, heading past Earth, and will soon be visible in our very own night sky. That's according to a new report in the Jerusalem Post. The comet, named C-2017K, is a large Oort cloud comet, first discovered in 2017. An Oort cloud comet is a comet that comes from the Oort cloud a theorized area of the outer edge of the solar system and is essentially a spherical shell made up of icy pieces of debris. It's these pieces of debris that head towards the sun and eventually become comets. The Oort cloud's exact size and mass is a mystery though, and even its existence is just a theory since its multiple comets are comets are just too far to see. But when a stray comet does fly too close to our sun, the heat causes it to warm and release gas. That forms a tail which makes them brighter and makes them easier to spot, even with the naked eye. This colossal comet will make its closest approach to Earth on July 14th. And whether you like it or not, hundreds of tiny insects are crawling all over your face at this very second. That's right, Joanna. Gliding through grease and protected by our pores, tiny Demodex folliculorum mites lead a secretive life within our skin only emerging at night to mate on our foreheads, noses, and nipples. Well, well everybody's got these? Everybody. However, Everybody has nipples, so... <laughs> everybody, uh, however, their days as independent parasites may be coming to an end. A new study that used genome sequencing appears to have caught these skin mites in the process of moving to internal symbionts, or parasites, meaning that they're going to depend entirely on us for their survival. Measuring just a fourth millimeter long, Demodex folliculorum mites are technically considered arachnids, like spiders. You know, but, I'd rather just not even know. Like, if there's nothing you can do about it, don't just tell me I, about don't it. even tell me about it. <laughs> but they're carried on roughly 90% of uh, people and are most abundant in the wings of the nose, the forehead, the ear canal, and the nipples. Here is... Uh, the nipples of... Here's YouTuber Micro B Hunter to discuss Demodex face mites a little bit more. Well, those face mites, uh, they are actually, um, yeah, 
related to the spiders <laughs> and they have eight legs and one way that you can extract them is, is to use super glue. Now I do not recommend this method because it is a little bit painful and you have to be careful. Um, so I applied a little bit of super glue on a microscope slide and glued the slide on my eyebrow and then I ripped out some of those hair from my eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> some of my hair. Oh my god, don't look up what face mites look like. Leading harmless lives, they feast on the skin oils naturally secreted by cells in our pores and are likely to have been with us since early childhood, having been transferred from our mothers during birth or breastfeeding. The long ah, yeah. the hell. The long association with humans might suggest that they could have been simple could have simple but important beneficial roles. Simps. Um so it turns out that they're actually very helpful for our uh, faces. They help unclog uh, our pores. And but they are some scary looking mother effers. All they right? are. Um, if they ever are extinct, it could be bad news for us. They are associated with healthy skin. So if we lose them, you could face problems with acne or worse. Pretty crazy, right? So I don't want to get rid of the bugs on my face. And lastly, a new study found that wild bats were able to remember a specific ringtone four years after learning to associate it with food. The sounds began as the mating call of the bat's favorite prey, a frog, and then gradually were mixed in and changed to a ringtone. The bats kept flying toward the ringtone, even the presence of other similar tones. Well, they did this four years later. They recaptured the same bats, and it turns out they still remembered the ringtone and flew right towards it. Four years strikes me as a long time to hold on to a sound, said Mae Dixon, the lead researcher. And with Nerd News, I'm Nico. The show for today. The Buzz Adams Morning Show will be back tomorrow at 6 a.m. See you tomorrow, okay? Okay, bye-bye. In the meantime, you can download what you missed today at KLAQ.com.